Right. So we've got a few new sound effects. <laughs> now we're ready to go. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we're at Winston. Hello, good evening and welcome to I'm Harry. Have you been to the doctor to ask for like a tongue? Very reduction? swollen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you've been stung by a bee. Aye. Uh, and you go lover. Emmy, where? It's taken me 20 years to figure that one out. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Who Can Convince You. you. Hi, I'm Harry. I'm Luke. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright, not too bad, not too bad, mate. How are you, mate? Not bad. We just tried a little YouTube live stream, didn't we? No one watched. Nobody watched it. Um, (laughs) So, we don't like doing live. No, I know. If anybody wants us to do live streams, we'll do it. Yeah, but But... it's not fun when we're just there sitting... Things we're, we're sitting there like they, we deserve something. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fun when well, no one shows up to my party. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no. If you want live streams, let us know. If not, you'll never yeah, see our faces bother. again. Won't bother. All right then. Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> nice bit of clip in there. Let's just turn <laughs> Are you turning me down? Yes, because you're just clipping it constantly. <laughs> but I'll be really quiet now. Right. I can't see my levels going on. Oh, because I've moved it. Moaning, moaning, moaning. Moaning, moaning, moaning. Right. <laughs> so, have you seen the Domino's ad? Leroy went too tired. Have you seen the Domino's yodeling advert? No. Domino's. Yes. It- is it the most annoying, annoying thing, thing of the minute? minute? Yeah. Yeah, it's horrendous, isn't it? Please stop. You're not cool. Domino's, the minute you start selling pizzas... For that, 20 quid a go? No. The minute you start selling pizzas, at only three times what you make them for, I'll yeah. start thinking you're cool. At the moment, it's 50. Yeah. Can't be arsed with you. It's a lot of money. Domino's, what you get. your pizza's sour. Sort it. I See... <laughs> After I was violently ill, after having your house, mm. I'm not into it now. Did you have sausage on it? Nope. Mistake number one. Did you but have they, uh, bacon on it? Nope. Burger? No. Nope. What did you have on it? Uh, cheese and tomato. There's something else in there. The base? There's your killer. Hey. Pizza hot, hot, hot. Pizza can't, hot, hot, hot. Can't go wrong. I'm just not into pizza. Get out. So um, I was about to start a pizza podcast. Were you? We're calling it Pizza Pals. <laughs> pizza podcast pepperoni. Bring your friends and not that phony. Wow, that's clever. You've, you haven't just thought of that, have you? No, no. What's um, your favourite base? 
pizza base? No. <laughs> yeah. They're quite thick. You're a thick crust man. Yeah. So you're a bagging man. I'm bagging, hundred percent. Thick. And I'm thick, thick. Thick crust. Thick. I'm fat with a pH. Thank fat. You. Thank you. Um, I like thin, mm. and I like thick. It depends on the mood I'm in on that day. Now, if the crust is filled with cheese, hot dog, cheese and garlic, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me. I'll eat it all day. Uh, mm. I'm not too arse on the crust, because it, it doesn't matter. It's what's on the outside that counts. And my favourite toppings will always be Hawaiian. Pineapple can go anywhere. I burnt a Hawaiian pizza in the oven. Right. I should have put it on an Aloha setting. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. You liked that one, didn't you? I thought you just said it wrong. No. Put it on an Aloha setting. <laughs> Aloha heat. Is that racist? No, it's just hello, isn't it? Aloha. Or goodbye. Oh, is it? You don't know, dear. I went to the fridge last night. As per. (laughs) (laughs) Before we put the padlock on at nine, I went... (laughs) Thought I'd sneak one. I know know where the key is. You were legging it there. Two minutes? Come on! Uh, And as you know, I'm not a big drinker. Of alcoholic beverages, no, but a fancied a cider. Oh, not the off ones, no, not the ones that have gone off two years ago. Two years, yeah, they've been in there a while. Is a it Bulmers. The... Oh, okay, a Bulmers. oh, is it the fruit on the front? No, 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 that's Copperberg. <laughs> the a Bulmers, just straight apple cider. Somebody's Chainsaw in their way into We're gonna the... get ours out in a minute. Well, yeah, you want a chainsaw fight? We'll give you a chainsaw. So I love a chainsaw fight. Oh, right on the sparks. Oh, it'd be like Robot Wars. Oh shit! Craig Charles, robots. Re- no, he doesn't talk like that. Scouser. Loch, loch. Get your robots. No, he doesn't talk like that either. What's the... anyway? So I went to the fridge for a Bulmers, knowing full well that they were there. Yeah, and I was so excited. Open the fridge, gone. They weren't there. Right. Trapped down the culprit. Checked on the little um, little CCTV Amazon Alexa thing. Yeah. Guess what it was? Cider monkeys. Nabbing. Cider monkeys have had it. I don't know what these are. Cider monkeys. What are we talking about? They steal your cider. Yeah. And if they spot an opening, yeah. they give you a bumming. <laughs> Honestly. A deadly. Bumming. Deadly. You better cut that out now. I'll give you a good bumming. Yeah. If you don't let them have those bottles, yeah. you've had it. What are we on about? Those cider monkeys had taken the cider out of the fridge. Right. And there wasn't any cider, so I couldn't have a drink. Is there a punchline? No. Is there an end? No. Just bringing it up. Just bringing it up for your attention. Right. Just beware of your fridges with cider monkeys. Well, do. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that in mind. What they look like. Just like little monkeys. <laughs> with a, a belt with loads of like bottles around it. Have you seen them? No. Yeah, they told you? me not to say. Uh, yeah. Say they. I've only ever seen a one. You know, like honey badgers go for your testes. Well, cider monkeys go for your beverages. You don't know what honey badger is, do you? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. They're in Far Cry 3, they're 
bastards. Are they? Yeah. Well, they go for you. They're worse than bears. Hmm. So, um... Not an elephant. No. You ever seen a baby elephant cry? No. You will. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> right then. We're loading for the next one. Next. Yeah, the next one's coming. I like to see it in front we of We don't condone hunting. Not um, in this country, anyway. <laughs> Africa, no, free reign. Free reign. Right. I love taking my truck on the African plains, finding the nearest lion cub and calling it. Right, should we start? If we have to, yes. I like me. I like pulling the skin off in mm. front of its father and put it on a pillow and mm. sleeping on it in front of it. Doesn't attack me because I'm the alpha male. You're the alpha, aren't you? Yeah. And you let them know that, don't you, with a cold steel blade? Mm. Oh, I'm not going next week because I've got a court hearing. All oh, right, cease and desist <laughs> yeah. from the park ranger. <laughs> oh, anyway, please don't kill game. animals unless no, just don't. No, if a lion's coming at you with its bare jaws on your throat, then you should be able to like slit its throat. What you should be allowed to? Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but what do you mean? Well, wouldn't you just run away? The lion is ready to bite down. Mm. Your knife is against its throat. What do you do? Why are you carrying a knife, Luke? I always carry a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Always do. I keep a knife on my person. I keep um, a serrated blade in my shoe. And I keep a loaded gun, unlocked and on on the safe mode disabled, constantly in my glove box. Cocked. Uh, One time I went around about two hard and it went off but it hit your fuse box it is your fuse box in your glove box no it's annoying when they are it's not that's good where is it don't know best in your glove box it's not a usb is in my glove box nice about it what car do you drive would you like to know yeah i drive a ferrari f2000 nice slash 60 special edition nice choice um Mr. Ferrari himself delivered it to my house. Mm-hmm. I'm known as a bit of a liar where, where I come from. Yeah. So was the it's hunting pink. was the hunting true? One of them. Mm. Should we do a quiz? Before that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to warn you now, so the listeners are aware as well. Blow vape into my microphone and I will slit your it's throat. It's going out there. Okay. And I don't normally do it in this room now, but I'm very, very anxious. Mm. I think it's a live stream. Could be. Or how I'm drinking tar. (laughs) (laughs) Either one. Right. Are we. Xylophone just go off. (laughs) This is xylophone in the wall. Are we ready for a quiz then? Apparently not. You know, when you messaged me last night to go on, like I was on card. Hmm. What's that about? Just spotted you playing it. It's like, mm. Sniped. You're going to say like, oh, I'll come on or? No. You didn't want to come on? No. Sniped. I was looking at, there were five people online, so I thought, I wonder who's fiddling about now. It was you on card. Oh, on card, yeah, are we? We're trying playing. to strike <laughs> Right. seem very low today. I feel sick. Are we going to, uh, are we going to record now? 
We're recording. Yeah, but are we this ready? is gold. This is what people are here to. Do you? Re- I'd like people to know: Are people here for the banter, or are people here for the review? I'm not doing it if I'm not having fun. So they can fuck off. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Aren't I cool? Don't kids listen to us? Hey, I hope so. I want them to go into school with loads of new words they learn. <laughs> Cider monkeys. Yeah. Right. Are we going to do a quiz? <coughs> right. Yeah. All right then. Should we do a quiz? Let's do a quiz. Do 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 go 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 Oh, he likes this one. Oh, he likes this one. Do, 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 do. So, so if you followed us on Patreon, you'd know that we don't have a Patreon. No, that um, we recorded already two days ago. Yep, and had a quiz ready too. Actually, yeah, it was shite. Yes. Um, I might just chuck them in at the end, after the... Maybe. Don't know, see what happens. Um, but today I really couldn't be asked, so I decided to test your wits. Are, Wait you, are you a true fan of who? Well, is there a way we could find out? According to Ethan on GoToQuiz, there is. Wow. Thanks, there... Ethan. Quote. Hmm. There are many people who consider themselves a real Doctor Who fan. But just how sharp is your knowledge of the Doctor Who universe? This in-depth trivia quiz spans the commons and not-so-commons of the entire Doctor Who series. Bear in mind these questions are not simplistic in nature and do not address common knowledge. He just said that. All questions are multiple choice, but only one correct answer. Test your time, Lord. Brain power. Full stop. Are you a true Doctor Who fan? The question has been a topic of discussion, argument, and speculation since the beginning of the series, The Dawn of Time. This quiz puts self-titled fans to the test by probing the deepest, darkest... Right, this guy's got problems. Right, ask me some questions. Which? I think it's 30. Th- oh, fucking hell. Question? One. One. Play along at home. Play along at home. Should take us about that, if you don't take us about now, Where, gonna... why do we say that? Where's that from? You, I think what someone in, uh, I think you quoted it, and then, no, you started saying it, and then it, it happened in a Doctor Who episode, or it might be the other way around. Maybe. And then it stuck like shit to a blanket. All right. Question one: Which obsolete model was the Doctor's TARDIS? Forty. Type 40? Yes. I won't read the rest out then. <laughs> Question 2. On which planet are the Daleks native to? Scaro. Yeah. How was the name Dalek coined? Hey, How was it coined? It's yeah. Khaled backwards, isn't it? Is that what that means? It was an anagram for Khaled. Is that what you... Well, it's... Yeah. It's Khaled backwards. The Doctor's TARDIS always looks like a 19... 19- Chameleon circuit. <laughs> On which planet do the Time Lords originate? Gallifrey. Well. Magnus 5-4. Earth, Gallifrey or Mars? Hey, Is this the same question? Yeah. Gallifrey. Right. 
the original Cybermen came from. Mondas. Soon, <coughs> soon after our solar system was formed, Mondas was destroyed. A term used to describe volcanic activity, the moon, Earth's sister planet, or Mars's sister oh, planet. Oh, Earth's sister planet. The Santarians have been... You're trying to act smart there. The Santarians have been in a perpetual war with which species? The Silurians. No. Rutans, Terrans, yep. or Rutans. In The Empty Child, Captain Jack... Captain Jack Harkness first believes the Doctor and Rose to be both time 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 agents (laughs) what renegade time lord tricked the Doctor the master according to the fifth Doctor in Time Crash the interior of the TARDIS can be altered by regeneration changing the wallpaper using the auxiliary control room or changing the desktop theme Uh, auxiliary god help you the third Doctor's car's what? The third Doctor's car was called Bessie. Betsy, Betty Boop, Bessie, Old Yeller. Bessie. Which episode marked the first appearance of the Cybermen? Revenge of the Cyber Planet. Bit boring, isn't it? What mineral is lethal to Cybermen? And gold. <laughs> really? Yeah. What large asteroid was referred to as the Planet of Gold? Uh, Voga. Spearhead from space introduce us to which new foe? Uh, Autons. What year did Doctor Who first air? 1963. Due to regeneration, David Tennant's in the... Due to regeneration, David Tennant is the Doctor's something incarnation. Tenth, second, tenth. Yeah. Okay. The 11th Doctor will be portrayed by which actor? Matt Smith. Are you sure? I think it's a bit dated, this one. Who was responsible for composing the original Doctor Who theme? Ron Grainer. Or at, Rob Grainer, as we heard in the voice. <laughs> at the turn of 1980, the opening slash closing title sequence had changed from slit screen vortex slit screen vortex to the current title sequence began that year. Full 3D animation. It didn't change until 1985 or Starfield. Starfield. On Gallifrey as an adult. Who was the Doctor's mentor? Um, Russ, um, can you give me the choices? I'm going after Russia. <laughs> the Master, President Romana. Hey? Cardinal Barusa. Cardinal Barusa. Or Castellan Spandrel. Uh, Barusa. Uh, in Silence in the Library, we learned about which species that lives in the, the shadow. Silence. You always refer Sounds Library to the silence. It's got nothing to do with the silence. Is it? Can you stop with that? Hmm. I'm trying to jump the gun. Well, I don't know anything about New Who. Vashta Nirada, Slitheen, Slorians, or Weeping Angels? Vashta? I don't know what else would be. It's going to be Slitheen, is it? Yes, that one. Fucking hell. Fascinating. According to River Song, the Doctor can open his TARDIS doors by using the key, using a credit card, snapping his fingers, or clicking his heels together. Stuck now, aren't you? Oh, so is that the question? Yeah. Oh, right. I thought he was... According to River Song, the Doctor can open his TARDIS by using the key, using a credit card, snapping his fingers, 
or clicking his heels together. Right, well, I'm going to say it's clicking his heels because it seems like some a jokey thing that they'd put in. The doctor warns that if you see a weeping angel, whatever you do, don't, don't blink. I thought you said these weren't common up. In Time Lash, the Doctor encounters a famous author well-known for writing the book The Time Machine. H.G. Wells. Also known as... Hog. Which of these actors portrayed the... The planet Logopolis is known as a world inhabited by nothing but... Magicians. Mm -hmm. Mathematicians. Yeah. Rutons. No. Cybermen. Uh, mathematicians. Logopolis, I always get confused with the Leisure Hive. Every single time. The Leisure Hive. Yeah. Sounds like some shady back alley porn. Fuck fest. You should see it. Three Which... minutes on a beach with Romana. Mm. Which of the following is true for the Eighth Doctor? He has never had any screen time. The Ninth Doctor was. No. He appeared in a movie. Oh, no. He appeared in them. No. Trick question. There is no eight doctor. But yes. I didn't understand the words <laughs> of what you just said. He appeared in a movie. Who now? And the eighth. Yep. Right. He appeared, he appeared in, in a movie. And went on for three seasons. No. He appeared in a movie, but after that, only appeared in novels and audiobooks. Yes. I thought the eighth was Sylvester McCoy. No. Who created Doctor Who? Well, what are the choices here? Russell T. Davis. No. Yeah, he did, yeah. It was Russell. Stephen Moffat. Yeah, them two Ooh. together. Sydney Newman or Terry Nation? Sydney Newman, but... Is that the American producer guy? Pow, pow, pow! Canadian. Hey! Hey! I got a mission for you! <laughs> Shall I submit answers? Hmm, <clears throat> go on. Oh, Too wrong. You got 90%. Ooh. You got something wrong. It's going to be the redecorating... And it's going to be the... How does he open the door? You are a genuine sci-fi fanatic. You possess knowledge of the Doctor universe rivaled only by the characters and aliens themselves. <sighs> Everything about the show interests you, from theoretical quantum mechanics to trans-dimensional engineering. What did I get wrong? He found this quiz while taking a break from watching Doctor Who only a moment ago. Is that true? No. Probably. Maybe. What did we get wrong? You got wrong... I repeat all the answers. Oh god, I'm gonna say it. Oh god, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> oh god. Have you let it out now? You got question 10 wrong. Which was? What renegade time lord tricked the doctor into believing he or she? It's not Barusa, it's. Current companion. Uh, you said the master. The... No. You said the master. Hey, say again. You said the master. Ask the question again, sorry. What renegade time or tricked the doctor into believing he slash she was his current companion? The Rani. Yeah. See, what I should have done is let you finish let that me question. Finish, yeah. yeah. You just said, Dos! It's the Rani. And question 11 you got wrong, because I think you were on that train of just being a cunt. Yeah. According to the fifth doctor in Time Crash, the interior of the TARDIS can be altered by... Changing the wallpaper. Changing the desktop theme. Is it? Yeah. Wow. According to this guy. Uh, Which doctor? Oh, you got Tweston. Uh, the fifth doctor. Oh. Desktop theme. Yeah, I, get, I have no memory of that, like, but. When was the fifth doctor's era? Oh. It was Peter Davison. 
what early yeah. 80s they wouldn't let me google it I mean after DOS there was well there's only like BBC microcomputer that's it um desktop theme if I can't remember what software it is after DOS but if that was out then maybe because it was very very new at the time it would be very current oh for god's sake what Refer to the appearance of the TARDIS console room. Entering the 10th Doctor's TARDIS, the 5th Doctor noted that he changed the desktop theme to Coral. It's from Time Crash, isn't it? I don't know. Does it say what episode it's... It just says, according to the 5th Doctor in Time Crash. Yeah, alright, yeah, sorry. I completely forgot what Time Crash was. He would have said that then, yeah. But you got it wrong. It's the children in need thing, isn't it? Or Red Nose Day. They got it wrong. Got it wrong. Oh, well. Uh, You also got... Western 24 wrong. River Song? Yeah. Yeah. Snapping his fingers. Even I knew that. Did you? Yeah. That's it. There we go then. Did you rate that? What did you rate that quiz? It was a bit long. But it is what it is, isn't it, really? They weren't very hard. I want to really pummel you with the hardest questions on earth. Yeah, I mean, if if a quiz doesn't make you feel like a piece of shit, yeah. it's not a quiz, is it? This one says, only a Doctor Who genius can score more than 12 in this trivia quiz. Don't you want to do it? I, I have no interest in this whatsoever now. Can we just get on with yeah, the podcast now? Yeah, I can't now? be arsed now. Oh, I just want a really hard quiz for you where I failed. Oh, well... Podcast where we take two Doctor Who stories and see which, which one, one can, can convince, convince you. you. I'm Harry. I'm Luke. Hey. So, two <laughs> stories this week: Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror and the Horror of Fang Rock. It's your turn to start. My heart sank because I thought I hadn't watched the episodes, but I did. <gasps> oh shit! I did this time. Do you want to give us a bit of background? You talking to me? I did. I, yeah. <laughs> In the last days of wonder, where the silver came through the town and the snow. Would you like us to uh, sing your synopsis? Nikola Tesla in the Hotel New Yorker. It's a a handsome family song. Okay. Well, I tell you what, give us a bit of background first. The year is 2012. <laughs> the year is 19th of January, 20... Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, when it was broadcast. No. Story title. Can you play us a little interlude? So here we are. 19th of January, 2020. Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror came out on this day. Where were you? It was part of season 12, episode 4. No, it was season 12. No, it was a part of season 12, and it was 
episode four. It was written by a lovely woman called Nina, directed by an even more wonderful woman called Nida. I don't know these people. Produced by Alex. And uh, the music was done by our Lord and Saviour's half-cousin, Sagan Nakanola. <laughs> Synopsis. New York City. It's the turn of the 20th century. For Nikola Tesla, his grand ideas for revolutionizing electricity. And the communication are proving to be hard sell to the public. His business rival Thomas Edison may not want him to succeed. But surely even he cannot be behind the sudden appearance of hostile alien scavenger he's Like a rock <laughs> cowboy. The 30th Doctor and her friends are about to find out. Come join us. This is WCCY. Oh. Uh, never doing that again. If I'd have tuned it, it'd probably been a bit better. If I went, yeah. Act. Uh, yeah. I'll just go into Act 1. We can... yeah. Act 1. Nick... Should we sing it? Nicola. Nicola shows some ass clowns his inventions and they think he's full of absolute fuck-off bollocks. After investigating a mysterious death, after, investi- After investigating a mysterious death of one of his mates, Nicola hears someone banging. Then a ball lands on his hand. Then a man tries to shoot them. Then the dot comes in and then they, they run off onto the Orient Express, so Graham says. The nasty man follows them onto the train and they leg it to the other carriage. The dock frees the other carriage and the nasty man pisses off where he belongs, in the other carriage, but not before showing us his beautiful red eyes. The the dock asks Tesla why her readings are off the charts and he shows her a long... No. Shows her... (laughs) He shows her how long his middle finger is. They ride the train all the way to New New York. Now, these chairs today are creaking. It's like we're on the train. Yeah. Thoughts on this episode? I thought this episode was sufficient. It feels a lot like a mid-season story. I'm, I'm assuming it is. Well, it's nearly midway, isn't it? It feels like we're on a ship. Um... <laughs> I think the story's. I think the story is okay. Don't mind. Don't mind the creaks. Yeah. <laughs> A rough seas today. I think. Whoa! I That's think. Right. I think the story is all. Oh, you right. couldn't just plug that hole, could you? <laughs> so, what did you think of Nikola Tesla's Hotel of Nightmares? I thought. Oh, what's it called? <laughs> Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. I Can th- I just say? What part of this takes place at night? Mm, don't know. What did I think? No. I thought mm. it was a pretty standard story. Mm. Mid-season-y romp. Um, I thought the plot was a 
Where's fast forward? Bit. No, yeah, I <laughs> thought the plot was a bit thin. As in nothing really happens. happens. Um, well, no, it does, doesn't it, really? It's just it feels a bit... Uh, are we doing this again? It was okay. I thought the acting was great for the most part. I thought Tesla and Edison were pretty good. Edison's a right cock. He well, he's from one of your favourite stories, isn't he? He was Salatine, Salatine? in uh, Caves of Androzani. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Robert Glenister. Oh, he's a he's an actor, isn't he? He's he's an actor. No, he knows his trade. He knows what he's doing on on the set. So it's nice to see him back. I, Most, thought- I would love. To interview someone who's worked on old Who and who's worked on new Who. Mm. Sit down with them and say, what's happened? What's changed? From your point of view, uh, is it better mm. to work with them? Is it worse? Is Chibbers a big dick? Or is it just all for show? <laughs> but yeah, back to the story. Um, um, no, I thought it was a pretty good mid-season story. I don't think it's a standout. No. But I don't think it's terrible. No. It feels like a mid-season story that they've said, right, we need to try and not make it feel like a mid-season. So it's like they've they've tried a bit harder with it. But yeah, it feels like a sort of mid-season story that they've tried to disguise mm-hmm. as not a mid-season story. Because I think... A lot of the budget has gone by now, isn't it? Because they've got planned what they've got for the end of the season yeah. with like the big finales. So there's sort of there's some things that feel a bit dodgy in there. I think some of the CGI is a bit ropey, but it's okay. Yeah. Earlier on, the CGI it's very hit or miss. Yeah. In this episode, very strange. But for the most part, I thought the sets were pretty good. The sets the, are brilliant. Yeah, the Tesla's lab and everything. Have, There's a lot of locations as well. Is there? Yeah. We get the two labs of Tesla's. Yeah. We get the street. Yeah. Train. Other train carriage. You get the... Alien spaceship. Spaceship. You get the field. Edison's lab. Oh, Edison's yeah, office. Oh, yeah, there's quite a few. Um... But no, the, the outside with the tower, yeah, TARDIS. You've got over ten locations. That's yeah, all right. That's pretty fair. And they're all very well detailed. They're all set, set dressing's great now, yeah. isn't it? It always has been really for the BBC. Uh, it? It's uh, the standards are you know up there now. Yeah, it looks orgasmic. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah, it looks great. I think. The guest cast yeah. are really good. They are. Really strong. Solid. Solid. They are solid. Tesla is a solid man. Um, The companions... Again. Yeah, we're just going to... Why be, are they there? Yeah. Fine. Jodie is good. I, I think she's fine. Yeah. I just think that what she's given to say is... Don't say it again. I'm not going to say it. I just think it's a little bit... No, I'm not going to say it. I think it's a bit... 
Needed another going over. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to have, an, do you have another go? It's And she's being told to play it in a certain way, isn't she? Mm. So it's not all to blame on her because she's been told to do it that way. It's and if they weren't from, happy with it, they would have said, can you do it a different way? It's been a season now. Yeah. And it's, it's the same, isn't it? First, yeah. She acts like it's a first episode every time. Yeah. Like, she enters the scene like it's her first episode. She does the same thing that Peter Davison does. What's that? Well, Peter Davison is the asthmatic doctor, isn't he? (laughs) Where he's always out of breath in every scene. Mm. Because it's filmed in a different order. Mm. He never knew what he was going to be doing before. So he'd enter and leave exactly Mm. the same way. So I think she's pretty much the same, isn't she? Where she has this style. She'd know exactly what's coming up. Yeah, but... It's not for me. I really like Jodie. I do, but... She's I, probably one of my favourites of the new series, of When she's on screen, there's no better way to draw attention away from the story and, like, just pull yes, all attention yeah. away from it as well. Yeah. She's not... I don't think she's very strong at the serious stuff. But then again, I don't think she's very strong at the comic stuff. No. I think... It's written in a way that makes her have... Not a lot of, um, not a lot, not not a lot of depth. I don't know. She, Very one notes, isn't it? Yes, they they don't really give her any time to shine. She's a great actress. I've seen her in a few things. now. They don't give her like they gave Tennant the scene. Do you know the, my favorite scene yeah. of Tennant's era, where like it's him and Wolf. Yes, is it sitting at the cafe? When Donna's outside. Oh, yeah. lovely scene. Uh, Matt Smith has his scenes. Peter Capaldi has his scenes. Yeah, like where it's big. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not looking for fair, the big speeches. Just them to really open up and I think flex the, their acting muscles. The thing with Jodie, I don't think we can really give an honest opinion until she's gone, mm. because we haven't seen. Who knows that in the next season it might be right? Okay, so that's what she does. You know, this is how she's developed. It feels like she's naive, but it, she's not. Well, the thing she is, acts naive. There's two ways of thinking about it, isn't there? Like, if if somebody phoned an actor and said, "We'd like you to play the Doctor," mm. would you want to do it? And they say, "Yes, come and have a screen test." Da, 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 da. Mm. Would you go and watch all of the old ones and be like, "Right, okay, so that's how I've got to play it," and da 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 da? Or would you just read like the character description and take from that what you will? I think, and people have said this, so I don't want want it to come across as if like, oh, that's just what people say on Twitter. (laughs) It feels like she's watched a David Tennant and Mm. watched a Matt Smith and thought, right, uh, okay, so it's this. Mm. But then again, would you go back and watch everything? No. Because the showrunner, I would guess, would say... Well, yeah, exactly. This is separate. It's nothing to do with all Chris Chibnall took on the job. Yeah. With the, you know, with the, what's it called? Like, w- he was given the job, but he would only take it if he could have Jodie as the first female doctor. Okay. Like, his plan was, I will only do it if I can have this. Fuck off then, Chibs. So, well, he knew what he wanted, and he's obviously Who's told Who's he to make demands like that? Well, I th- well, they wanted him, didn't they? But his stipulation was that he would take on the role of mm. showrunner if he could have the female Doctor, if he could do it, and they let him do it. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So, But what I'm saying is 
what am I saying? What I'm saying is Jodie has been told to play it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's half and half, isn't it, really? Jodie's probably stuck because they want her to play it a certain way. Not that she's, like, on set thinking, oh, God, I could bring so much gravitas to this. Although from the comments she's made, it doesn't really seem like she cares that much. What do you mean? Like, of who the Doctor should be. She's playing her version of the Doctor, who she thinks she should be as a Doctor. What has she said? I I don't know what. Uh, I'll be pulling out my arse, but it was something like... She doesn't much like older Who. Uh, Very... um, What you see is what you're going to get from her. Is it that sort of thing? Yeah. And I I really like Jodie. She's driven in what she wants to do, and... I've heard that people say that she doesn't have a lot of respect for older doctors. Yeah, but I suppose you could say that about anything, can you? If like, you... I don't have a lot of respect for you, but... You put up with it, don't you? Yeah. But you, no, you and know... I at least like know that I'm, at some point I'm going to have to I think, yeah. look at you and not judge you all the time. I think the thing is, every doctor is going to play it differently. Yeah. Everybody who comes to play the role is going to do it differently. Judy has no flavour. Yeah. There's if, not much there. Like, Matt Smith, you hate him. At least that's something. Uh, Tenant, you hate him. At least that's something. What? You know, there's always a flavour there. They're so different, so, you know, varied and... Well, yeah, Add but, some that spice. It's always been quite a hot topic, who's the new Doctor. And now more than ever, because I think people are bored. I don't know. Because my favourite thing about this episode, and Jodie's episodes, is never the Doctor. Never. I, it's not even. It's not something you put up with. It's just there. The thing She's is, just like, there. I watch. I watch Jodie's, and I'd say probably, I enjoy watching Jodie's episodes more mm. than any other New Who stories. Mm. Not because I'm not sure what I'm going to get, but just because I'm so unsure of what I think. Mm. Every time I watch it, I find something new that makes me think. Well, I wonder what they're going to do. Well, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. I really am. I because I, it looks consistently great. Yeah, and I think it's the first time in a long time since something in Doctor Who's been consistent. I, there's some stuff in the Timeless Child. Yeah, that looks incredible. Right. I'm surprised it. it, it well, it probably has won a BAFTA or something. Somebody you reckon must. Yeah, it must have because it looks fantastic. There's nothing on the BBC that looks this good. I, no, I don't think there is. Is there? Not this popular as well. No. Can't Definitely be. not a family show. It's, yeah, but back to the story. Oh. I think the plot is okay. The problem is, is that a lot of uh, people say that this is a historical, but it, it isn't really. It's just a historical character is in an alien story. Whereas, like, if you think of things like mm. the Rosa, probably. We can say that all historicals aren't real, then. Well, yeah, but, that aren't proper historical. Yeah, but you think like Rosa, maybe like the Romans. Yeah, the story of that historical period is mm. there, and they fall into the story and have some sort of an effect mm. for the end of yeah, the story. Yeah, it's not a, a period drama, historic. No, no, piece, but like but say it's a hybrid, isn't it? Say there's a story and person A kills person B. Dickhead. The Doctor and Co would arrive. Yeah whilst this story is going on and have an effect that means that that 
thing in history takes place. Think of Clara's first proper episode as a companion. With Richard E. Grant. Oh, right, yeah. Snowman. So, in that respect, this isn't historical because of the alien thing. You could have the alien thing to... Mind you... Like, contact in Mars, like, because that was there beforehand, like... It's, it's like an alternate history. Yeah, yeah. Parallel it's... universes do exist. Well, but... In Doctor Who. Yeah. I think the story the story's okay. It's enjoyable. I think it's mostly well-performed. I think it looks pretty good. It's... Pretty good. It's... It's, yeah. I think it's an alright story to... If somebody said... Like, just pick me a story to watch. It's it's standard, isn't it? It's just yeah. standard Doctor Who, Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. And for that, it's all right. It's middle of the road, isn't it? Amber. Amber. Done. All right. You're all stuck. So the horror... Uh, we yeah. made that joke every week. What now, do you think? think? I like it. Yeah? I like Tesla. I like... Yeah, I, I knew about him. What's his name? Goran... The actor who plays yeah. him? Oh, I don't know. All right. Goran. I don't say second names. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Because what's the point? Who wrote, who wrote it? Nina? Exactly. He's the director? Nida? Yep. And he's the producer? Alex. Exactly. <laughs> See what I mean? It's so much better. Yeah. But so what did you think of the story? I thought it was middle of the road. Mm. And I think if it was any other doctor, let's say if this was Peter Capaldi, fuck. It'd probably be a dire episode. But the problem with Capaldi's era is how lazy and inconsistent it is. It's awful. Like some, like the episode we re- reviewed last week I think, looked awful. I think I've said, did I say this in last week where Stephen Moffat was only was supposed to have finished before yeah, season 10? Yeah. So for me... His last season. Dragon's Feet. Yeah, well, it just feels like I've got to do this now because yeah. I can't get out of it. So here's a couple of stories and oh, we'll just go with oh. it. But then again, isn't The Witch's Familiar... Isn't that in season 10? Uh, nine. Is it season nine? Yeah. Episode one of season nine. Yeah, because um think he's not a uh, Bill. Oh, yes. Sorry, yeah. But this, uh, the Cyberman one, I think, is all right. Didn't see it. In season 10? Didn't see it. I um, gave up. I can't be arsed with it anymore. No. It's that it just, bad. It generally is that bad. It does feel... Season 10, they should have had a shake-up on season 9. You've just got Capaldi there. Yeah. What are you doing? It really, really pissed me off. It pissed me off. It's season, a shame, really, 10. isn't it? Because Capaldi, I think he's great at playing the Doctor. And his and his relationship, especially I, with I Clara. feel like I saw a snippet of, of him playing the Doctor. The rest of it was whatever... Um, Moffat wanted. Yeah, I reckon the one that Steve, that Capaldi wanted to do was the what we saw at the beginning when you know his first Star Wars mm. run. Um, obviously not as horrible because he was a big dick in the first like four episodes of Doctor Who with yeah. him in it. He was a big dick. It was a big change. It was really refreshing as well. And it got me. If you remember, I was really excited. To see he, what he was what, very different. Well, it, it felt he was a big dick when he came back. When he came back, when he took over, mm. it did feel like, right, we're going to get a classic Doctor now. We're going to get, like, mm. Pertwee or Baker. But it seemed like too much, like, William Hartnell wouldn't be that dick. 
that much of a dick. Well, I mean, whoa. He's just cruel. It was a border on cruel. I think, yeah, I think it's a nice change. It though, was awesome. Having I was the really, sexy young doctor. And I was looking forward to see his, um, see how Clara will, will affect him. And she did. And that relationship grew. Yeah. And it, that change did work. And it was a nice uh, pace to it as well. But he changed into. Hmm. Are you excited for the new, for season 13? I have no idea. I need to finish the others, which I will do now. I'm excited to Has actually it, watch uh, Doctor Who again. The new one of Jodie. Uh, has she got a new series? It's coming out, yeah. When? Autumn. Really? Yeah. That's not too far. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The new Doctor Who is weird, isn't it? I, I, this is the first time where I've actually... You're in the I'm, present of I'm, it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, since I was like little. Yeah. It's the first time knowingly since then like i'm actually looking forward to it instead of just seeing it on tv and says fuck me it's still going yeah. <laughs> is this still on like yeah, bake I, off in it it's always there but who is watching it my mom um oh hi claire oh. oh i love watching bake off my mom that and grand designs oh i do uh, yeah grand I do, designs i do like grand design bake off i'm severely allergic to sue perkins so same Hi, I'm Sue Perkins, and everything I say is super duper duper whooper yappa happa funny. Yeah. So no, it'll be nice for us to have because I think we, have we already said this on the podcast that when the next series is coming out, we'll do those stories every week. Yeah, as they come out, yeah. I think that'll be nice. Be a nice mix up, wouldn't it? Mm. To get out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but what did you think of the story? Well, Ryan. Do you want me to do the gun? Or? No, I don't hate him, but fuck, come on. I've I've got to hold my hand up. He's I've, crap as a character. I haven't seen him in anything else. Toast and Cole? Is that, yeah, that's, it's Toast no and Cole. Like, I haven't seen him in anything else other than this. Hmm. And supposedly he's got, he's broken, broken into Hollywood now, isn't he? Not as in like a raid. He looks he's, like he could be, yeah. I don't think he's great. Um, I think he's good at playing a six-year-old. I don't know. What do you mean? The first thing we see of him is him ride, trying to ride a bike. I get he's dyspraxic, so am I. Well, no, that's forgotten about now, isn't it? I don't know, but you don't see me trying to ride a bike when I'm like 23. Because you can't. I can. Oh, right. Can't do it one-handed, though. I've never tried. It just seems suicidal. Why would I do that? Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, for me... He's or, probably the he's worst just companion that's been. Awful. So, do you think that Ryan is just being used as like a sort of uh, as a device for us for the TARDIS team to sort of I don't really know to to springboard off? Like we use him as the stepping stone to sort of yeah, for sure. That made no sense, did it? But. In it my did, head, yeah. it did. No, it like, did. He's not really there. He's there to he's ask there to the pr- stupid question. Yeah. Rather than he's there for the six-year-olds watching, who are like, "What's going on? Yeah. Who's Nikola Tesla? How the how, fuck yeah. does how I does mean, Ryan and Yaz not know who I'm Nikola not Tesla being is?" Funny. I don't think I was taught who he was in school. Right? Yeah, I don't think I was either. But still, how do you not know? How do you not know who he is? It's like Thomas Edison. Who teaches you about Thomas? Like, I didn't learn about that in school. It's more like just a fact. You always hear who invented the light bulb. He didn't. But do you know what I mean? It's, to be I, fair, um, I'm, I'm really interested with uh, 
how accurate this was to uh not accurate but how historically accurate mm, it's not accurate but historically like correct not correct but historically accurate uh, not accurate but historically correct not correct <laughs> is it broke alexa stop um, I think I would just doesn't mind just throwing some history at the wall, you know. After that, yeah, if it sticks, yeah, yeah, um, and it, it, take it all with a grain of salt, but or a pinch. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of using uh, those buzz, buzz thing. What are they called? Things, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, buzzwords, um, buzzwords. Hey, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Do you? <laughs> I, I don't know where I was because you kept interrupting. Well, just what did you think of the story? No, fuck off. I know where I was now. Um, I like how, uh, like in Rosa, um, they stick to the source material. Yeah. Quite hard and go from there. Like you, the, yeah. the... You can't get on the bus. You can't, you yeah. know, you can't interfere. Cause like this is those core principles of like history yeah. are there. Well, it, oh. We've, we, uh, we've discussed this as well, haven't we? Like, what? you can't interfere. You can't change history, not one line. Bollocks. But you can if you need to. Well, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because it, how do you know that Tesla didn't have the help of the Doctor the whole time and that's how he created the things he did? Ah. Well, it's fine. It, all, all this is is a historical figure interacting with aliens. That's all it is, isn't it? Correct. Right? Yeah. It's uh, not historically accurate. Well, some the of the facts is, probably are. The Doctor must have had some involvement because um, she wasn't there when Tesla contacted Mars mm. and the aliens would have come and killed them both. No, just took Tesla and killed him afterwards after he fixed the thing. Uh, although he did die under mysterious circumstances. Did he? Because in the Hanson Family know. song, it says he got hit by a taxi. And died in his bed later. How did Nikola Tesla die? Nikola Tesla's cause of death was heart attack. Right. <laughs> Taxi, was it? <laughs> Man of death, natural causes. <laughs> right, okay, so I don't know what that was about, but... That bloody taxi. All right. Um... You know, like he, was how, in, he was in a taxi when he was in his 20s and he died like, you know, a good four years I later. like how they've got that dynamic, the feud between mm. Edison. I like how they painted uh, Edison as an absolute cunt as well. Yeah. Well, he's I just, like that. Well, I think Edison was a, just a shrewd businessman. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm, like, yeah, I'm really I'm glad, glad Edison like stood up for himself and said... It's just money. It's just no, business. Well, like if it weren't for people like me, your inventions would be meaningless because it wouldn't be for the masses. You can't change well, the world without true, people like me. Yeah. Um, without Amazon, where would we be now? Well, that's it. Especially yes. during lockdown. Yeah. Uh, I like that dynamic. And they kind of made peace at the end, kind of not. Which, I mean, well, their I feud think, yeah. went on. In real life, they hate each other since the day they died. They're all right with each other, aren't they, at the end? Never happened. Of, they hated each other. But he did, uh, Edison did, like, say to Tesla, well, I don't know, you 50 grand. Do you know when he invented uh, the, uh, was it, I don't know what he invented. Was it just a word, the DC motor? I don't know. But um, 
it bigs up Tesla an awful lot. And mm. I mean, Tesla genius didn't invent like everything like off from scratch though. He's doing all right with his cars though, isn't he? Ah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Well, what's his name? No, it's Tesla. Elon. Elon says uh, he admires Edison more than Tesla. Right. For exactly that reason, without Edison, you know, a lot of things wouldn't be, even be here now. Well, there might be, but where? Whoa. Um, I dare you to turn I'm going to say everything like this. Swallow a burp. <laughs> carry on. Swallow a burp. Disgusting. <laughs> oh, he's an act. He's a proper stage actor, tenor. Yeah. yeah. Project, Davis. Come on to the back of the project. Room. Come on, made more of, big, big, big. Come made on, the people big at the Dave. back here. Right? Big Dave, big Dave. Oh, he was turning shy, turning his dick on it, and then he cracked. And then ever since then, he's been swallowing burps. Yeah. Now, but no, I like that. Uh, yeah, uh, Tesla. What he uh, he didn't in like start. He didn't invent the Tesla coil from scratch. Mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of people before him who had the, this idea. Yeah, well. Um, but, I mean, he finalised it and like, perfected it for the masses. If you just tuned in, this is Who Can Convince You, the Doctor Who podcast. Are you kidding me? Hey? Science fiction show. Without Tesla, this fucking thing wouldn't be here. So fuck you. <laughs> um, didn't invent the radio transmitter either. Mm. Just... Yeah, enhanced it a bit. So, but Jodie's first line to him is like, "Oh, you're a liar." Well, one of the first lines. Do you on the train? Mm. I thought she was referring to these things because he passed it on as like, if it, as if he did it. Yeah, uh, but it's not. It's because he had the, had the ball. ball. Yeah. yeah. So I was getting really excited. I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh yeah. Nope. No, no way. Because I like that about uh, Rosa. I just didn't shy away. No. Yeah. Of course, it's not as bad as it would have been. No. Back then, but. Yeah, you got some of my terms in there. It's like strong. Mm. Uh, I was like, crap. This Doctor Who. Hell yeah, go for it. That's what history's for. You know, teach these youngins. Well, you know. The, or get them intrigued. It like, needs, what? I think if you're going to teach history, you've got to say what happened and yeah. you can't skirt around it. Mm-hmm. But I really like Jodie's era for doing that. If we think back to, um, was it the third episode of the new season? The new, new who, sorry. Joe Chris Tuckleson. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, the ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charles Dickens. Unquite Dead. Yeah, I mean, well, what does that say anything about that time period? I remember quite enjoying that one. I, well, I, really, yeah. I really enjoy it, but I mean. Matt Gatiss wrote that one, I think. It's mad, isn't it? You compare that and how small scale that was and then flip to Martha and Tennant go and see yeah. Shakespeare. How much bigger on scale that was. I thought that was dreadful, that episode, though. The Shakespeare dread- Code. I didn't think it was dreadful. It was all right. Um, does it suck, person, releasing oh, yeah. the video? Did he? Oh, it's in the works. For his patrons, you can watch it now. Oh, right. <laughs> um, It's the ship, the ghost ship, you know, the Matt Smith one. So the guy from Downton Abbey. Uh, it's just a pirate ship, and there's a ghost, and it takes people. Can't if, think. 
think if you draw blood, she'll come and get you and take you one. Can't yeah. think. Oh. People really hate that one. I don't really mind it. Anyway, um, now this episode does feature one of the worst tense like train sequences ever. And I watched special features, and they were like, "Oh, we were inspired by these, you know, uh. great train robberies and stuff like that in films and things like that." What, what, what bit? Where by? <laughs> Where by now? Uh, you know when they cross from carriage to carriage to get away from Red Eyed Man. Yeah. And Ryan's like, I can't do it. Well, it's a step. And in the special features in the interview, he was didn't want to be there. No, uh, not at all. It's small talk for small talk. Might get paid for this. It's oh, God. Say something vague. That sounds pretty good. Uh, oh, he said one small step in the oh interview as well. God. Yeah. I really, I think even Ryan does not want to be there. Well, he's not there now, so he doesn't have to worry Good. about that, does he? I, I don't blame him. He's handed a crap character. Well, I think that's the thing. If the, if there's nothing there for you to work on, no, you're just going to be bored, aren't you? Play a six-year-old. Oh, do it. Six-year-old now. Oh. <sighs> Again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> When was the last time we played it? Was given six. Mm. Mm. Well, they are then. And you got that terrible sequence of like the doctor trying to yank out the the bolt connecting the carriages. Oh. Come on, it's rusted together. Well, it's not because you just pulled it out. We said, uh, have I said this before? Where oh, in a Sonic when she shoots a Sonic up Please, the ceiling and can the... somebody snap that Sonic screwdriver and get rid of it she doesn't use it all that much it's not as bad I'm used to Matt Smith the thing is the, the Sonic screwdriver now it needs to go it looks like a dog's dick well, I wasn't going to say it I was it's awful like the, why they just it can do anything <laughs> it wants to do Chippers like, what do you want for the Sonic well I was looking at me dog yeah, well, do you know what? I was giving my dog a proper good belly rub the oh. other day, and I saw something. And it reminded me vividly. That's what I want Jodie to put her hand on. <sighs> so, the problem with the Sonic Screwdriver is it is just a complete get-out-of-jail info dump device. Yeah, like the Sonic... The, the it can Psychic scan. paper. Yeah. It, no, is a, I reckon is a, is a good way to it, uh, get out of jail free card. It's, it's taking way too much time in the old... Stories. It's good, but it does run the ten that run the ha- the. the what am I trying to say? It does nearly fall into the trap of being the thing that starts every story. It's like we arrive. Who are you? So and so, so and so. Am I? Oh, y- yes, mm. of course I am. Yeah, it's always because they don't know what it says. I think Tennant and Capaldi use it most. Yeah, I think Matt it's... didn't really use it that much. It's Sonic, which is good. Imagine if he's both yeah, all he, the time. The problem is, is he he's always got it in his hand, hasn't he? Yeah. That Sonic screw. It's his... Would you think it's his... And it's act- not Actors Crutch. You've said this in the past. No, it's I not. I think it is, you know. No, it's not. It's not. It's, yeah, it's like, It's David with his swallowing his burp and he's out of breath and talking through his right. teeth. Capaldi with his hands. <laughs> he never does that. He's only on posters. Yeah. <laughs> what are you on about? Uh, with a... Oh! No, it's more like uh, it's that chicken movement, isn't it? Where the whole body moves. Oh yeah, where head yeah, you know. head stays where it is. Uh, Chris Elkins is great. I remember being disappointed with Chris. It doesn't matter anyway. Right. Um, do you want Act Two? Yeah. Should we get into that? Go on then. Tesla and the fam go to his New York lab, and he's betrayed by a bunch of cooks. 
Inside, Tesla shows the Doc his ball, and the Doc identifies it as the Silorian Orb of Fat Ass. Now, <laughs> do you know Silorians? Yeah. Hey. Um, the marker. Is that... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I know different Silorians. Oh, I know well. the Victorian London one. Oh, that, the girl. No, the woman. Yeah, yeah. The, sorry. The woman. Um, I've no idea where in she came veil. from. Yeah, I've no yeah. idea where she came from. She just appeared in I one episode. I hate that Sontaran as well. What's his name? I don't know. He's, he's, he, he, no, he's, he's, he got me to chuckle a it's few times. It's just there for comedy value, though. It absolutely you is. You can never use the Sontarans again in a threatening way. That's it now. Gone. They were never frightened anyway. They're coming back, though. It's a ball mm. that spreads info. This is, you know. Anyway. I'm guessing Tesla sends out his own ball. That's what no, I put when I was watching it. Obviously, he didn't. Mm. I saw sending out great information. Shalorian sent out this, and I thought he was going to write his information in the ball oh, and right, send okay. it out to the world. It wouldn't make any sense. I don't know why I said it. Anyway, it's been repurposed in some way, though, the ball. It's been fiddled, fiddled with. Uh, a camera goes off at the window, and it's revealed that a photographer were No. A camera goes off um, at the window, and the photographer, ph- photographer is revealed to be working for Edison. Bastard! They go to Edison's office, and he's an absolute prick, but it says he doesn't give a wank about Tesla. Then the red-eyed bastard kills people in Edison's lab and then enters the office. They run like cowards and find that the red-eyed cunt was using uh, one of the workers' appearance. Tesla and Yaz somehow find out that the ball must be scanning for something. The red... Very slithery. The red thug enters the lab and after getting trapped reveals his scorpion tail. Back with Tesla and Yaz, there's more red bastards and they tell Tesla they were looking for him. The bastards teleport them to the red-eyed people's ship and there's spiders or scorpions. It's the Skithra. Ooh. I think it, it looks very. It looks like the Donna. Uh, yeah, it, the, it's not that though, is it? I think so. Have a look. It isn't. You? Are, I've googled it before. It's exactly the same design. It isn't though. Really? It's not that. Yeah. Uh, See now you're making me question it now. I guess these are scorpions, not spiders. But fucking hell, they're very. Runaway similar. bride, isn't it? They got the same teeth as well. Yeah. I mean, to be fair. It could be that they're just in the same um, solar system or something. I mean, even then, though, it's just a bit lazy, isn't it? Hmm. I don't know. As of all the aliens and monsters you could pick, you pick some scorpion queen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the design is. At, you know. I don't think she even looked that good. You could see the paws. A human paws. On the nose? I don't know. Not a fan. Anyway, I'll carry on then, shall I? Are you all looking? Oh, hang on. Yeah, the Empress of the Rachnos. So that's the Rachnos. The Rachnos. So it's not the same thing. Even though it speaks exactly the same yeah. way as well. And, to be yeah. fair, she's got like eight eyes and whatever. Yeah, but it's still the same sort of jelly, uh, starfish yeah. head, isn't it? It's probably got out of the back. Yeah. Got, got something on the shelf we can use? Got an old Ragnar said if they ain't good. Got an old said. I tell you, you're gonna be. So, uh, 
they, they, the red bastards, red-eyed bastards, tell mm. Tesla that they were looking for him. Um, and there, the Skithra. After picking up Dorothy and taking along Edison for some, why does Edison get in the TARDIS with them? The only reason well, I can think is that he can't be left alone in. He's probably been paid for the whole episode, hasn't he? So he has to. Uh, he's got to be in it. We paid him. He's dear as well. And I get like he can't be trusted in Tesla's lab, but mm. Tesla's never. I know to be fair, he's known that he his uni, his real life, his uni said to his father that he'll have to leave because he's going to work himself to death. Yes. So, um. So I'm taking along Edison for some reason. So after taking along Dorothy and Edison for some reason, they find out that the orb was scanning for Edison. No, Tesla. Face <laughs> for the fucking hell. Uh, the Queen Scorpion asks Tesla to fix her ship and he shows her how long his other middle finger is. The Doc finds a teleport. No. The doc finds a teleport to take her to the Venusian ship and she saves Tesla and Yaz by flashing a light at the Queen's eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the ship's Venusian, mm. not uh, Skithra. Now, Tara's wiki said it's a Skithra ship and it's not a Venusian ship, so she stole no. it. Although it's now a... Anyway. Um... Yeah, so in this bit we see, the start of that too, we see the fam walking through New York. Yeah. And it's the first time I noticed the weird depth of field effect for some reason. It's nice, but have you ever used like a, a food setting on your photo, the camera on your phone? What do you mean a food setting? Um, my, the Samsung, my old Samsung, like you put it, food and put a setting on it, it'll put like an, a circle around the subject and everything else is like blurred out. Oh right. But it's done that to these to the characters. Oh right. It's very strange. It's almost it's like a, a fisheye lens without having that distortion. Nice. It, it looks nice. I just never seen it in any Jody's stuff. And it crops up now and again. Um I really can't think of why they would do that though. Because the sets look amazing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it is the lens. I think it's a after effect. It looks like looks like the editor's having a field day or something. Yeah. Can I try this new plugin I've had? If you'd like to, give it a go. Oh, it looks. Oh, I've bloody saved it as well. <laughs> oh, if I did. I'll... Yeah, chibbers. Yeah, it's I, okay. It's done it again later on. I think with Edison and stuff. Uh, it's just a bit strange. And plus, uh, when Yaz and Tesla have their first scene together, yeah. like, alone. Like, Yaz is not in focus at all. I don't know where the focus is supposed to be, but it's not on Yaz. It's like a chair, I think. Very strange. Very strange. I'm only bringing this up because the rest of it looks great. It's absolutely great. Uh, and Tesla, I think he's played really well. You here? Yeah, you on your yeah, phone? I'm agreeing. Yeah, you on your phone. Yeah, I'm agreeing. What's... So attractive with your phone right now. Tell us. I just had a message from somebody who I'd like to play the new Doctor. But if that's not of interest to you... You've had a... You've 
quoted someone mm. else saying that they should play the Doctor. Yes. And they've just got back to you now. Yes, because we're, we're delivering something to him tomorrow. Oh, right, so it's not anyone... He no. is in the running to play the new And doctor. you're seeing him tomorrow? Yes. Who is he? Mark Lewis-Jones. Right, okay. Would you want him to play the Doctor? Yes. And he is in the running, apparently. He's in the paper. Has he told you anything? No. Why not? I haven't really asked him, because it seems a bit odd. Ask him. Shall I ask him tomorrow? Imagine if we know. Oh my God, before I Yes, it's me. We, we can actually, ask his dad. Tinville. We, we could actually get him on the podcast, couldn't we? Yeah. Why haven't we done this? Because he's not the doctor yet. That is true. He's got no link with the programme whatsoever. No. Right. Wait. Do you know something we don't know? What? Do you know who the next doctor's going to be? No. Have you been told to keep it quiet? No. <laughs> Ooh. No. I'm going to go. Imagine. Imagine. We know, and you don't. You have the only fuckers in the world, apart from the BBC, you know. And his wife. And the actor. And, and his family. <laughs> I'll ask his dad. I'll ask Tidville. Ah, oh, now, uh, uh, speaking of this, then, who, um, what's the news today? You told me earlier, but I said, say well, supposedly, Ollie, Ollie Alexander. Right, I'll have to look that up, because I don't know who that but is. But it's not true. It's like Chris Marshall. Chris Marshall has been being the Doctor since 2005. It's rubbish. I've heard so many people are in the running, like, so yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anybody. Any actor. Oh, I just want to see to see if, like, I approve. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, I heard about this ages ago. Yeah. No well, chance. Apparently, it's almost confirmed. Like, they're working out the deal as we speak. Which uh, is Maybe as a companion or something, but not the Doctor. No. I don't know if I could watch it, to be honest. Same here. I've never seen him in anything. He's a singer in a band, isn't he? How old is he? Late twenties, is he? He looks. I found this on the web. Why are you talking to me, bitch? Um, he looks like he's in his teens. Type in Marcos Jones. Tell me what you think. Now, I would put the iPad. Is that that new iPad that's really quick and just does everything you want it to do? <laughs> Same with your Apple Watch, isn't it? It just does exactly as you want. When it wants to. Why does it take to Wikipedia? To search for him. He's very... Um, Peter Ding... That's someone else. I always forget his name, Peter. Then he's always out of breath. Peter Davison? Yeah. You can say Dinklage then. Yeah, he's that. Um, can't think. Uh, yes. What a return to form. What? I, I'd like him with a beard though as the next Doctor. Yeah, I think he'd be great. Yeah, why not, eh? But no, it won't happen. It's too good. It's too good to be true. But no, I, I think Mark would be great. Well, if he is the next Doctor, we promise you now... We can... 100% we can get him. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. If he isn't, we'll get him on anyway. See, yeah. what was it like? What's it like to what, be in the running? What's it like to, to be know. in the running? He probably doesn't even know. Am I? Who? <laughs> Doctor Who? Right. Doctors. Um, 
Back three. I will say... So New Who, yeah. Jodie's era, has mm. a lot of heart-to-hearts. There's, well, I don't think there's as many sit-down moments in Jodie's there's, as there is in the others. The two are, we, we've seen now, Ryan Yaz had a massive one in... Um, in the Sarangu conundrum. conundrum. And there's two in this one, with uh, both the Doc and Tesla. So, oh, I'm an inventor. Oh, you know how it feels then. Mm. Oh, it's I so... think David Tennant's era was probably worse for that. I just don't know what I'm supposed to get from those conversations. Like, I'm not an inventor. It's just how drama is now, isn't it? It has to slow down and then ramp back up and then dip and then... I do appreciate that. I think it it lends itself well yeah. to these episodes. Yeah. I really do. I do agree. I think it's what's been missing for a, a... Mm. Mm. I think it's what's been missing for a lot of it. Um, it's nice to have that tension and release because mm. without it, it's just bang, 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 bang. Yeah, and the slowdown instead is just crawling through through vents. One thing I will say, I think Jody's it. I think probably midway through Matt Smith's season, where they do the drop off in tempo, no, is always at the point where it where it shouldn't be. Just as it's about to get interesting, it goes well. <laughs> I'm tired now. Yeah. Um, it's like, here we go, here we go. Oh. It's like a roller coaster that you just, you're nearly at the top, but then there's a track that you didn't see and you go off the other way. Dead slow. Kind of. I just, I just, for me, I feel like it drops at the wrong place. I feel like it, it ends at the wrong place a lot of the time. Hmm? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Some of the episodes have weird pacing. I think one in particular Pace, is... That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Uh, one weird and wacky one in particular is when Amy, I think they go on holiday. Uh, she sent me a message, actually. Has she? Do you want to hear it? No, she hasn't. She has? Amy Pond? Yeah, I don't like to talk about it much because... Um... Karen Gillan has sent you a message. Yeah, like... Is it a, what, a text? Uh, we send voice recordings, but... No! Yeah, I thought you knew. No. I don't like to say anything, because it's just like... You don't like to say it, but you'll put it on the podcast. Well, this is the first one. I'm Amy Pond! Ah! Do you want to do me a favour? On your way to our house, could you call for some brioche buns and some shitty cheese? And I'll give you the money. I hate my Rory. Wow. So, um, <laughs> the she's early girl. It was a good night, though, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Is that it? No, it's more. Oh. And if not, ooh, mm, I get that, I get that, I get that. Ooh, she's an actress. She's an actress. Shit. She's angry, isn't she, all the yeah, time? Yeah, she's she, yeah, she's very angry. Mm. So there's a scene near the beginning of Act Two. Yeah, where I think Ryan confronts Edison on stage and says, "Do you know anything about this?" 
No. And he gets his coat out. Like, he opens his uh, one side of his coat. Yeah. And inside is the gun from the Red-Eyed Man. Right. How is that in there? A full-on size, like, shotgun is just floating in his in coat. His coat. <laughs> yeah. It's like a game. How the hell does he do that? don't know. Clever, though, isn't he? Very clever. Mm. For a six-year-old. Yeah. He's switched on, isn't he, really? Um. Yeah, the monster's shit, though, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm getting a little bit tired now of these. Uh... It just doesn't feel like there's any good monsters anymore. No. Or nothing that sort of Stanley, you know. We've genuinely seen something like this before, though. Yes. Almost identical. And then yeah. you've got the shapeshifters as well. Not Yeah, shapeshifters. You can I think the problem is. Take people's identities. It's very lazy, that. I think people are a bit tired of the Cybermen and the Daleks. Uh, the and classic the, monsters. And the angels. The classic but, monsters, on the whole, don't work. I mean, the Cybermen don't work. They don't, they don't work. They don't anymore. No. Uh, to be honest, I don't think there's ever been a Cyberman story. Ever. That's I just like... always think they evolve in the wrong way. Why I they, get they just side get more men, and more robot. And I get that because they're all about upgrading. Yeah. Um. Maybe upgrade intellect rather than the actual body. I suppose you've got it to does update, not work. You've got it to update work. the design. Yeah, but it just it, it's Iron Man, and it started to go good for the toys. Yeah, merch, you know. But with the timeless child one. I hated the rogue side man. I thought it was awful. I hated that design. But the cyber cyberman design for like you know the normal cybermen. I thought the head was beautiful. The new who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh really? At the time, I never knew that. Have a look. Have a look at the design. I know about the oh Tom's child. Yeah, Tom's child cyber design. I think the head is gorgeous, but I don't like the body still. It's like it's uh, it needs to be a wetsuity kind of for me anyway. Oh, okay. You know, they've nearly got it right. Yeah. Let me just have a look. No. Yeah, because it's, it's nearly that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sort of big, bulky. Invasion-y uh, head. The suit isn't that bad. Mm, it's, it's got those... It's the stomach, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's, the abs. it's always the stomach. Uh, that's nice, though. I don't know where, what suit that's supposed to be. But... That's the rogue one that I don't really like. Oh, I like that one. I think you could do so much with Cybermen and you just decide yeah, not to. Yeah, the, the so, Cybermen so is always a waste. Always. Like, whenever I mean, you see them, it's always humans like, turn into robots. Can we get into yeah. that? I think Torchwood was, like, the closest thing Can to, I, to do something like that. If I um, tell you to listen to something, will you listen to it? Maybe. Spare Parts. It's an audio book. Doctor Who audiobook, big, or like the origins of the Cybermen. Big finish. Yes, probably on YouTube. Um, excellent. Is it? Origins of the Cybermen story. Not yeah, the CD, I'll, I'll the origins of the Because it'd be good for the car. Yeah, mm. it's great. Right. It's really good. No, I'll give that a, yeah. a listen. Um, so the other thing uh, I've noticed about the Jodie era, mm-hmm. era, era uh, a hell of a lot of close-ups. Yes. What do you think? Uh, it's not... I don't see it as a problem for me. I don't either. I think it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I just wish what we're closing up on... Is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, man. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a thing is though, with the new series coming up, yeah, uh, or after Jody, they'll have another chance. I hope Chibis is gone, but he won't be, will he? Uh, don't know. Fingers crossed. Uh, I would have thought he's so. the weakest showrunner because the good stuff I'm saying about this episode has nothing to do with the writing and nothing, to, well, somewhat. It's his steering, though, isn't it? Yeah, but. It would probably would have been, it would have been someone else saying, "Do you want better cameras?" Yeah, cool. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I've, I've said in the past about the cameras. I've known with Judy yeah. Zero. There's a proper they, film camera. Right, yeah. Oh, anyway, Act Three. Yes. The Queen bitch threatens the Doc that they must have to test. I was getting tired now. Okay. <laughs> the Queen bitch threatens the Doc. Um. Yeah, the queen bitch threatens that the doc must have Tesla. No, fucking hell. The queen bitch th- says to the doc that she must have Tesla or the world dies and has to fix her ship. Uh, Tesla and the doc have a heart to heart again. Heart to hearts. Did you get it? Cause... Yeah, like that. And they they then realise how they can use the uh, warden cliff project to shoot a bolt of lightning up at the ship right again with the murder what is it about these episodes we're choosing and like the dogs just like it's always the way isn't it how are you going to get rid of the alien except for tenant was like really really like fuck off tenant all right they all split up and get to work on get to be fair it was after the war wasn't it so he's like ptsd still and you know the time war so he's like really against killing oh right i was gonna say Uh, yeah so after yeah, after the 50th. I mm. think that notion of, like, uh, it's all right to kill sometimes, then. You know, like, creeping back into the classic era of who. I suppose, yeah. That creeped in um, after the 50th, you know, when, like, he came to terms with it. Yeah. That's, well, he didn't actually kill anyone, so it's, like, it's all fair game. He doesn't remember, though, anyway. Um, so they all split up and get to work on getting a plan together to save the Earth. Yaz and Edison are chased through the street by scorpions, and the doc creates not only an energy shield to block off more scorpions. How the fuck did that? Where did that come from? Um, but makes the zappy tower as well yeah. in the space of seconds. Well, no, the, the tower is there. Yeah, but it wasn't working. Fair. And she makes an energy shield. Christ. Plot reasons. In the TARDIS, the Doc charges the tower and the rest of the crew fend off uh, against the scorpions from outside the lab. But the Queen Bitch is with them. I like that twist. Yeah, I, I, like did, I didn't actually She's see not that. on the ship. No, mm. I actually quite like that. Yeah. I really thought that would be it, but no. Uh, long story short, the Queen gets teleported back. That's a fucking shit twist. Um, uh, to a ship and is killed by the bolt. Oh. Mm. Uh, they all say their goodbyes and that's it. I thought the story ramped up quite nicely towards the end. It did, didn't it? The action sort of, when it starts kicking off, you think, mm. oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's starting here. It just feels a little bit... I just wish. Maybe a monster that really befits being in that era or, like, having an interest in Tesla. I don't know, like, some electric being. I don't know. Just something that, uh, like... I, think I don't know, if Tesla had an enemy, an alien enemy... You wouldn't think scorpions. I mean, yeah. that question never came to my head anyway, but you just think of something different. 
Maybe uh, just a ball yeah. of lightning. I th- well, they, yeah, that's cool. Just a ball of lightning that goes around, and no one's or, sure if it's. T- wouldn't that be more interesting if it's actually Tesla's fault? Well, people just are pointing the finger like, at Tesla because that was true. Yeah. Why don't? Why didn't they do it? Like he's opened up a, a crack. Yeah. Exactly, because Edison in real life wanted to prove that AC power was killing people, and AC power was used um, in the first electric chair in history. Oh, nice. And it killed them. Edison, yeah. And Edison uh, said that really he wanted to call it the, uh, not the electric chair. Mm. He. Like, he wanted it to be patented, so when people, criminals, died through the electric chair, he wanted to be called something else. I can't remember what it was, but something alluding to AC power and oh, right. okay. um, Tesla's own company. Yeah. So it's just smearing. Synonymous with death. Yeah, so it's a smear campaign, yeah. isn't it? Um, wouldn't that be more interesting, though, to like actually have a bolt of lightning, maybe that Edison accidentally created, but mm. then he's pinning it on Tesla. Yeah. His AC power is killing people, go to DC power instead. Yeah. D- th- this didn't happen, but I agree. No, that did. Not the ball of lightning No, I know, but people. the story what? idea would have been more interesting. Know. Wouldn't it, though? Yeah. Let's have scorpions and stuff like that. Uh, hell, yeah. it'd be, even be cheaper doing that. Granted, you can't have a toy, but who who would want a toy of a queen scorpion? Well, it, yeah, the merchandise thing. But for me, I, th- I still think it was all right. The story was okay, even though the monster's a bit crap. Yeah, it is. I really like the scene with the scorpions going through the streets of New York. Yeah. That looked really cool. It did. Yeah. Very and cinematic. I think the scenes on the spaceship look good as well. They did. Yeah, until we pan up and see them all crawling like Harry Potter spiders. I thought that was just, it's yeah. a thing, it feels like that's a shot we've got to do. And uh, this was in Act 2, when mm. the Queen says, oh, no one on Earth can see us. Uh, it cuts to a shot of the there ship above. Yeah, yeah, like, come on. Um, you could just say that. You don't need to show it. Because obviously we would have gone, we're in New York. Oh, right. What's that? Blimp. It's probably just some sort of rock, Doc. Ryan. Shut up, Ryan. Uh, I'm not seeing too many good monsters, though. The thing is, a lot of people say t- a show don't tell. But sometimes I think show oh, not show. Yeah. This makes it a bit more interesting, isn't it? Sometimes. You know, I completely understand that sometimes you have got to show it. Like, you can't just say that. How can you show a ship's invisible but to New York? No, I'm not saying in this instance, but, you know, I can't think of an example now, but... I think it, sometimes it works better. If there's something that's quite far-fetched, yeah. show it, don't just say it. Because yeah. if you just say it, it's just you're writing your way out of it because mm. you need to. And Doctor Who does that a lot. Yeah. It does that a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, like the energy field around the tower mm. doesn't even show or tell. No. It just is. It's just there. Don't have the spiders come at them then. Because mm. I thought the whole point was... Sorry, Scorpions. I thought the whole point was the, the rest of the crew, while the Doctor and Tesla were dealing with the tower, were trying to distract the Scorpions so yes. they can mess around. But yeah, the Scorpions are there anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Pass. Uh, yeah, again, we're dealing with like a lot of jankiness and plot holes and just stuff that's so easy to fix. Yeah. What a shame. Um, But on the whole, it doesn't deter too much away from the whole enjoyment of the episode no i think it's fine i would say i still came away from from the it was nice yeah it was fine 
It's Doctor Who. Yeah, and yeah. finally I was looking forward to it's probably speak one, about one of my episodes. Yeah, it's probably one of the episodes from New Who that I've watched that it just does what it does. Yeah. You know, there's nothing... It's not that, insulting. There's nothing that makes you think, Jesus Christ, absolute shite. No. And there's nothing that goes, whoa, I want to watch it next week. Mm. But it's good enough that it keeps your attention, it does what it wants to do, and then it goes away. And no matter if, even if the story's terrible, you know that it at least sets the props, yeah, the costume, and the, a lot of the time the effects look incredible. Yeah. For Doctor Who. I think this is this is one of the things... Only the, I mean, everything else is movie standard, I'd say. Yeah. It looks fantastic, but, yeah, the effects are a bit iffy sometimes, but the most expensive thing. Yeah. Um. So, hi. Uh, one more little note I add. When the Doctor shout When the Queen gets teleported back up to the ship... Yeah. And the Doctor's outside and says... Do it now! Yeah. How did how they did, hear that? How, he's in the TARDIS yeah. inside a building. How did he hear that? Maybe she had a radio. Talkie. Well, it's connected to the TARDIS, so maybe. Oh, yeah. A cone of. Again, audibli- don't audibility. show, don't tell, just leave it. Yeah. I don't know. But that's about it. But yeah, I, I ratings. Yeah. Ratings. A nice old amber. It's oh. a proper middle of the road amber as well. I'm going to join you. Yeah. It's Doctor Who as it is now. Yeah. Yeah. This is modern Doctor Who. It's proper just modern Doctor Who, isn't it? Yeah. It's not insulting like other episodes. It doesn't do a lot. It doesn't make you think, oh, whoa. But yeah. it does what it sets out it's to do. It's proper just watchable. It sets out a premise. Down. It gets on with it. It mm. gets it done. There's not a lot of family values in this one. So for that, mm. I'm more okay with it. Mm. There wasn't too many dips there's not pacing. a lot of wait, wait, uh, time wasting either. No. Just time, which is nice. And I think it was set up nicer than a lot of the other stories, mm. where it felt like, okay, for the first 20, 20, 20, 25 minutes, it's like this is setting up, setting up, setting up, and then it sort of just gets on with the end, mm. rather than goes, Ooh, and then we're going to come back down for a minute before, mm. bang, aliens are here. It sets it up that we yeah. know there's something coming, and then once we've reached that peak, it levels and then just mm. gets on with it, gets it done. Um, yeah, I'd go Amber as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching more Jody, and I hope they get the monsters right. I don't know if they do, obviously. But I do think they need to try some classic monsters again. Nah, I'd say leave it. They tried a lot, and it doesn't work, so just leave it. I don't. I don't think it doesn't work. I just don't think they know what to do with them. Just leave it. But then again, what are you going to do if you just keep rewriting? Like this is just the Ragnos, isn't it? In this one, yeah. So why not just use Ragnos? No. Why? I think... <clears throat> when she did the last of her kind, that's why Donna didn't want to kill her. Yeah, but... They're always well, the last of her kind. Yeah. Daleks are always the last yeah, of their kind. Yeah, they were extinct always. a minute ago. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I'll go Amber with you on that one. A fair Amber. Very fair. All right, then. Would you like a game? Oh, yeah, okay. Are you ready for this? <laughs> this is episode three, or part three, of Special Power. Oh, shit, yeah, I forgot about that. Battleship. It's getting old already. It's getting old. Okay. I've completely forgot to stipulate some of the rules in battleships. So just in case anybody's jumping on, remember it's a 400 square grid, 
Five squares is a Dalek ship, four is a cyber ship, two is a Sontaran battlecruiser, and one is a TARDIS. Okay? We get one turn each week, but if we hit during that one turn, we get to have another go. Oh, shit. Yeah. So if you say A1, and that is a part of my battleship, you get to have another go to see if you can knock it out. Yeah? All right. All right, then. It was your turn last week, wasn't it? It's my turn this week to hit your ships. C12. No. Miss. Miss. Oh, well. Join Um, us next week for another instalment of... Special battleships. Should we move on to my story? Yeah. Okay. You want a song of it, do you? No, the thing. What? The the sound effect that changes to from. Oh shit! What is it with your music and brown noise being in the background? Thick, isn't it? Yeah. It's thick. Right then. So, <clears throat> my story this week is the... It is the horror of Fang Rock. Don't do it again. It's from Season 15, Serial 1, aired from the 3rd to the 24th of September, 1977. Oh. Written by Uncle Terry... Directed by Paddy Russell, produced by Graham Williams, script edited by Robert Holmes, and music by Uncle D. Four episodes long. Would you like a synopsis? Yeah. Would you like it musicalised? Yeah. Dale's booting up. What's that? Why'd you like we start? I thought you stopped. Are we ready for so this? Sp- I don't know what I'm going to make up, and I can't see. So spicy, you silly little oh, thing. I can't even remember if I can remember it. I can't. Zabi, why'd you like we start? It's so spicy. I, I don't know. So it's okay. My story this week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wish I got a song, but never mind. You did get a song. Did you I? sang your synopsis. Oh, shit. Do you not remember? Okay, oh, here shit. we go. Um, a mysterious light in the sky, an unnatural glow in the ocean, and a thick fog bring terror to the lighthouse keepers of Fang Shit. Sorry. What's going on? Oh, God. When the Doctor and Leela arrive, the first death has already cast doubt upon the safety of the lighthouse. But the Doctor discovers something more terrifying and evil than he could ever have imagined. That was nice, wasn't it? 
Is that supposed to be Disney, is it? Or? No, it's just... Uh, I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I don't know. So. What? <sighs> Fang Rock. Hey, fever's bad today. It, it is bad. Four episodes long. Should, should we go through episode one, or do you want to give us your initial thoughts straight away? Straight away. Yep. I I really like Tom Baker's era and Peter Davison's era. You do. Now Tom Baker is like the grunge era. Mm. I reckon it's filthy. Every episode's dirty. I don't know what it is. I love it, though. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a bit grim. You feel like you wipe your screen with dust will come off. Like, it's just thick with atmosphere. It's great, especially this episode. It's thick. You can smell the sea. Yeah. Oh, I really like that about it. Davison's. I, I, it's just a lot of my favourite episodes come from him. I yeah. don't really know why. Uh, I feel like it's very very like New Who Davison's era. You different never know every week. Yeah, you never very know where you go in. If it will be a zinger or a binger, bing bin binger, put it in bin. <laughs> um, but this is definitely the grunge era. In a good way or a bad way? In a fantastic way. Oh, I good. Love it. it feels so different. Yeah, it's so refreshing. Like William Hartnell to Troughton. Mm. Very very similar. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Completely different Doctor. Completely yes. different companions. A lot more fun. Um, a lot so, more. Well, see, see, a lot of people say this, that the Hartnell era isn't very fun. I, I think, said a lot more fun. Yeah, no, but no, I'm just saying a lot of people discount. No. Listen to me. I think a lot of people discount the Hartnell era as not being fun, but there's some absolute crackers in there. Mm. I'm like, looking forward to watching yeah, them Yeah. You know. Because um, the thing is, I everybody don't... thinks Hartnell is just how David Bradley is now. Rubbish. Just this sort of not very PC Rubbish. old grouchy man, but he isn't. He isn't. He is like an that, old grouchy right? man. There's no doubt about that. But he has his good so, days. Yeah, he does have his mean. good days. So, like, he just loves himself. Yeah. Do you want a little background to the writing of the story? He didn't say, well, something? I didn't say if it was if I did like the story. Did though. you like the story though? Yeah, I did. You did. Uh, it's not Doctor Who. It's not. Well. This isn't Doctor Who. In what way? It's it's more like a, a short story that old sailors used to say to each other, like mm. which I do like. Does that have anything to do with the right the writing? Well, back when Terence Dix was the script editor, he asked Robert Holmes to write a story set in medieval times. That's mm. the Time Warrior. We Can I just say, that, yeah, medieval time Doctor Who. Yeah, fucking hate it. I oh, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't suit. Well, we'll we'll get to the time warrior probably. Go on. Holmes said he didn't know anything about this, so Terence Dix gave him a copy of the Boy's Own Book of Castles and told him to get on with it. <laughs> Jump forward a few years and the roles are reversed. Mm-hmm. So Robert Holmes is now the script editor. Dix is then asked to write a story set in a lighthouse and claims he doesn't know anything about them. So Robert Holmes hands him a copy of the boy's own book of lighthouses no. and tells him to get on with it. That's funny. Yeah. Are they, were they two friends? Were they just... Well, yeah, it's just, you know... Boys being you boys. You do it to me, I'll do it to yeah. you. 
just locker room talk, isn't it? Yeah. Just locker room. So Terence, Uncle Terry, was inspired by Wilfred Gibson's 1912 poem, which was uh, based on true events which occurred in 1900 when a supply I, ship... Yes, I know the story. Do you? Can I guess at what the story is? Go on. Uh, I think this is what the the latest film, The Lighthouse, is based off as well with Willem Dafoe in uh, The Batman. I can never remember his name. Um, but isn't it about... Uh, f- I think five people in a lighthouse, f- five men, and there's a nasty storm going on. Um, and one by one, they like disappear, uh, and they they can almost hear something outside. And I think there's one guy left, and he's right documenting as he as it's going in yeah. a, in, a, in a in his diary. And you can see him slowly getting crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. Well, and they all disappeared, and apparently it's a true story, but apparently not. Well, the poem is Flannan Isle, and it is. Uh, a supply ship discovers that a lighthouse crew on Flannan Isle is in the Outer Hebrides has vanished without a trace. Mm. Terence Dix also drew on Roy Bradbury's 1951 short story, The Foghorn. Shall I? No. no. Um, yeah, a little bit. A little too. Okay. Uh, Terence Dix also drew on Ray Bradbury's 1951 short story, The Foghorn, with a... About an aquatic dinosaur which has survived the ocean's depth but is attracted by the call of the lighthouse's fog horn. Horn. <laughs> yeah. So I was close to the mark, aren't I? Well, you were the, it's in a lighthouse. The crew members go missing. Yes. Right. Yes. It's a, quite a famous story. It's quite an eerie one as well. Mm. Um. Now... It definitely got the feel of what I think of the lighthouse when I hear that story. Yes, it, it's grim and miserable. Yes, it's dark, dismal. Oh, it's great. Well, it's great. Horror fan rock. These two episodes we've chosen the best looking episodes we've chosen in a very long time. Yeah, probably. Are, That's yeah. a lie. My one isn't. It's up there, but I, one of the joke. I think Saranga Conundrum looked. Oh yeah, those sets Better. were amazing, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. yeah. But the horror fang rock rock? Fang rock. <laughs> horror fang rock was the only story of the classic series to be made entirely outside of London. Isn't that the interesting? First. Due to what well, yeah. Oh. Ugh. How very strange. Uh, there was engineering work at BBC TV Centre, so there wasn't enough rooms for them to film in. Um, so they went to Pebble Mill in Birmingham. Been there. Have you? No. No. You always do that. <laughs> Done that. Have you? No. So, uh, um, yeah. So it's not, it's filmed in Birmingham. And apparently the crew weren't very clued in on like current techniques. So that's why some of the techniques. CSO is a bit ropey. You know, like when they're in the lighthouse and you can see a lot of fringing. Yes. About quite a lot. Yeah. Things like that. And the fog moves with the camera because it's an effect on yeah. it, isn't it? Um, but apparently they tried their best because it was like, well, Doctor Who's coming. Mm. So, you know. But I think Doctor Who had started to become a little bit of a joke in London at this point. Right. It's been the thing, it's just there. Right. You know, we have to do it all the time. So I think oh. the Birmingham lot were a bit more, way up for doing it. Doctor Who's coming! Exactly. Um, Shall we go through the... St- Story a little bit, yeah. So episode one, we get that lighthouse model with a pink blob that goes across the sky, 
as in the Rutan ship, the opening shot of the lighthouse. God, yeah. The model shots are pretty good. Yeah. But there's a few instances where it's very obviously a model. You know, it. it's obviously a model anyway, but yeah. do you know what I mean? Where it's like... Pulls you right out. Yeah. The TARDIS materialising on the rock obviously doesn't look real. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. That. Um, I've seen better in Hartnell's era. The ship hitting the rocks looks... Oh, it looks okay. It looks okay, that but looks when you good. see the deck, it's quite obviously a model ship. Yeah, but uh, it's very hard to... Um, There's no other way you'd do it, is there? No. to It's very hard to make things look massive. Mm. Because physics just doesn't work like that with small things, especially when you're dealing with water. Yeah, incredibly hard. But I think that's it, why uh, Titanic, when they made a, they made a miniature model of Titanic. Yeah, it was still fucking massive. Yeah, it's just too hard. You just can't do it unless you use special effects. So you know mm. all the people on Titanic. Yeah, uh, when it sinks, all yeah. those people, all CGI. Are they not one real? Isn't that really impressive? Wow. But you didn't think that, did you? No, I didn't. There we are. So. On the lighthouse, they're talking about electricery. Yeah. And how, you know, paraffin is better and... What are your views on this? What? What do you think about lamps? (laughs) Is that fog on? Lamps? Well, for me, if I go fishing, if it's at night, 100% I'd choose a paraffin lamp rather than an electric one. Don't know about It's warm. Oh. Don't go fishing at night. It's not harsh. It's mm. not a harsh light. You don't want it's that. probably not what you want for a lighthouse. You don't want a warm glow, warm do you? Glow. you want it, like you need to see this. But well, I think other lighthouses learn from their mistakes. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Uh the electric keeps messing up in the first episode. Uh the Ruton comes through the lighthouse door. We Ruton. get that green throb, don't we? Yeah. With the doors open. Uh the lights fail. And then Ben gets on downstairs when he's fixing the generator. The Doctor and Leela turn up and we get that technician bit. I love that. What? Where she says, I'm not a technician. Oh, yeah. And then he doesn't say anything until he's just about to go up the stairs. And he goes, technician? Is that scripted? Yes. Is it? Yeah. That's cool. Because Leela's a savage. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I, I thought I really like that one. Tom plays like he really does hate her. Well... Do you want a little bit about Tom? You've said during we watched it, like, they didn't get on, but I didn't want to ask any yeah. more than that. So, we got so according to the... They didn't get on. Right. After Sarah... Throughout the whole run? No, no. They, this is the probably the turning point of, like, after their story, they get on a little mm. bit. But um, I think after Sarah Jane Smith leaving, Elizabeth Sladen, he was just a bit pissed off with everything. And he's, he does appear quite visibly drunk. Mm. Or hungover, at least, in this story. He looks ill. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. He does. According to DVD... Maybe he gets a bit seasick. Yeah. According to the DVD commentary by Lewis Jameson, plays Leela, the scene in part three was crucial to the -the behind-the-scenes relationship between her and Tom. So in the scene where he comes in carrying Palmerdale's body, mm. you know, when he's walking through and he's just like a rag doll on yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He's a big lad, isn't he's he? He's a big lad. Tom Baker constantly came in ahead of the queue to upstage Louise Jameson. Why? On he's the a grounds dick, that he? He's a dick. <laughs> on the grounds that his, this move was not what they had rehearsed. She insisted on three consecutive... Consic- 
She insisted on three success succinct successive successive. She insisted on three successive retakes until he finally came in at the rehearsed time, mm-hmm. and apparently this won his respect. From that point, they were fine. Right. So he was a dick. Yeah. Until he knew she had balls. Oh, spunk. Mm. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I like that. It's like a it's like the dickhead actor in a film. You get a, there's a lot well, of that like, out though, isn't there? Like pushes and pushes and pushes until you stand up for yourselves. As there you go, sorted you. There's a lot of that in bands that I've been in where you go in and people don't really know what you're doing, mm. or who you are, and you have to sort of like prove yourself for yeah. no apparent reason. Like a gang. Yeah, mm. you got to get in the click. Yeah. And I think Tom oh, is a little bit like that, isn't he? Right? He's old school, isn't he? Yeah, you know. Um, Vince nearly faints then when Leela starts to strip, strip off. You know, uh, I did. I oh, know. Fucking hell. What are you doing? I don't like Leela. Do you not? No, not in this episode anyway. God. I think Leela's probably one of my favourite companions. Apart from. Petty. Because she's pretty. No. Pretty much. No. It's probably your childhood crush or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It's perfectly fine. Vince nearly faints when Leela starts to strip off. Um, I thought that was done quite nicely. I think Vince is great. Vince Hawkins, man. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Who's Vince? Vince is the young lad who works in the lighthouse. I have no idea what the old guy's saying. Who's the old guy? Ruben. No idea. I wish we had subtitles on. I had no idea what he was saying. Uh, the Doctor and Leela... Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, the Doctor, Leela and Vince then find Ben's body mm. downstairs. Mm. Uh, Ruben asks the Doctor and Leela if they're foreign. I like that. Mm. Are they foreign? Hmm. Well, no, he, did, he doesn't ask the Doctor and Leela. He asks Vince, doesn't he? Are they foreign? Yeah. Do they sound foreign? Does it matter if they are? No, yeah. And then a ship crashes into the rocks. That's your episode one. Uh, I'm just not convinced this is... I love when... I, I reckon this is old Who's version of an episode like Blink or something well, like that. This was so a, weird and wacky and different. This was a quick replacement story as well. Mm. It was supposed to be something... I can't remember what it was. It was supposed to be in this space, but they had mm. to like just get rid of it and do this. So... Feels a bit different, doesn't it? Yeah. It's brilliant, though. I just wish at one point Dot Dude would just commit to just having no monsters in an episode. Just fuck it. I know they've done it, like Hartnell's done it, you know. There's a Baker one. Like New Who's, though, especially. Well, when you say a monster in it, do you mean like... An actual full-on villain? Or... What about the Master? He's a villain to everyone. Yeah, but does that count, then? Right, okay. I don't know, just... I think it would help just one episode in a season. Or just a one-off season. Yeah. One episode, which... Should we just focus on... Should we just try something? No. Characters. I'd find that so... Just try it. If it doesn't work, it probably would have been better than your monster episode anyway. Hmm. I'd love to see it anyway, sorry. Isn't Into the Centre of the Tower... Journey to the Centre of the Tower? That doesn't go a monster, is it? Uh... Kind of, yeah. Oh, is it? No, I mean, like, kind of, you're oh, right, okay. yeah. So, no, no, actually, no, it does have monsters at the end. All oh, right. Rosa yeah. doesn't have monsters. Uh, racism. 
Very nice. Yeah. Clever. Yeah, that's, Clever that's the monster. Inter- uh, there is... No, no, I was thinking of a Matt Smith one, but it's the squares, the black squares. Mm. On, yeah, and no, we haven't really seen one. Anyway, sorry. Episode two. Character, character development does not sell toys. No, 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 no. <laughs> Episode two, the Doctor, Reuben and Vince go to see the ship. Mm. Leela sees a Ruton room roaming around outside. The Toffs then turn up. Oh, that woman. And that, I don't know who's more annoying, that woman than the man. Oh, the wife or the husband? I don't know. Well, it's it. They're not wife and husband. You said it's, they were. Did I? You said they were. You said they were, and you said the old man's their friend. It's his secretary. Adelaide right. is his secretary. Right. Yeah. Adelaide and Lord Parvdale. Right. Oh come on. He's all right, but yeah. the 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 man and the woman I can't stand. They're awful. <laughs> In a good way though, because I feel like I'm supposed to not like them. Yeah. I just feel like there's some deeper meaning to all this. I just feel like the whole episode's set up to be a deeper meaning. Like some invaders coming to a lighthouse, a mm. shaft. I will say that the, the the setting of the lighthouse is excellent. It's bleak. Oh. It's yeah, very pinned in. Paddy Russell, the director. I really want, sorry. Go on. You know when the house lands on the rock? Mm. You see the lighthouse in the background. I want an artist interpretation of that. A steelbook or something. Fuck me, could you imagine steelbook of that? Could you imagine Steelbook with? Uh, oh yeah. Well, have you the seen rock? the? Um, Google it now. The vinyl. Look, there's at, a vinyl of Fang yeah, Rock. Look at the the cover is gorgeous as well, and that you want to see what the the record looks like. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, oh, I just want the TARDIS in there. The the back's got a TARDIS in it, I think. It's a gatefold as well, so you've got all the artwork inside it as well. It's only thirty quid. No. Let's have a look at it. Can we get it? Can we get it? <laughs> oh, can we get it? Oh, it's twenty eight ninety nine. No, uh, there's one from Amazon. Oh, it's so nice. Although I don't know if it would look... A DVD steelbook. I don't want to see this in Blu-ray. I think I don't want to see Tom Baker in HD. I really like how gritty and grungy it is. I'm trying to think. No, this hasn't come out on Blu-ray yet as the box set. I'd, the I'd like to see a trailer of it, but I'm I'm not mm. convinced. Anyway, sorry about anyway, that. That's all right. That was a good diversion. Good shout out. That, if you are interested to know what we're looking at, go look it up yourself. Uh, we then get the uh, Ruben Ruben's little exposition about the beast is back. Yeah, the beast of Fang Rock. I think your episode suffers with the same problem mine does. Pacing. No. What? My episode doesn't suffer pacing. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. The monster. Now, I think the Ruton looks great until it moves. Mm. Because it's CSO'd on, isn't it? Mm. It's never there. No. Which is a mistake. Guys, mistake. And it is a jellyfish, really, isn't yeah. it? Mm. And we're talking about source materials like prehistoric dinosaur well yeah well you know i think it's more sort of something comes to the lighthouse and yeah but i mean but it, it's come from that all the way to jellyfish i mean it's not even good looking jellyfish so well this is the ruton's been mentioned twice before in doctor who but this is the only time we've ever seen it right you know they say there's a bit of uh explanation in the plot that the ruton's have been fighting the sontarans in a war yeah. That was mentioned in 
the Sontaran Experiment and the Time Warrior, I think. Mm. Both Sontaran stories. So it's nice to finally see that thing. I don't know whether enough is made of that, the Sontaran thing. I mean, they're both a bit of a joke of monsters, aren't they, really? Well, they're not in the... I, mm, Time Warrior... I've only seen the Sontarans in Old Who in uh, Two Doctors. Yeah. The Sontarans are they're never better. There. Never better than the Time Warrior. I'd like to see that. All I know of Sontarans in Old Who is when he got blown up. Yeah. Great Green Gunge. Sontaran Experiment, they're still good. And then Invasion of Time starting to go and then every time after that they're pretty much pointless just they could be replaced by anything by then before i forget though yeah i would like to thank this episode and your choice of it because i was getting tired oh right but it's bucked it up is it just it's just fucking great yeah it's just great it's not really a doc two episode either I would argue. I'd, I'd rather just the monster not be there and just people disappear. You That's know, what I've got in my head. I've thought about the monster. Tom Baker isn't probably isn't my favourite Doctor. No, mine. But he is definitely the Doctor that embodies everything about Doctor mm, Who. He's very it he's the opposite it? of Jodie. He's very woke to being Doctor. The Doctor, where Jodie's very well. Much... I think. I think the thing is, he's not really. Tom Baker says he isn't playing anybody. He's just being him. How strange. I find that hard to believe. I find that very hard to believe. But I don't think he's really... I don't think he's acting a lot. No, he's he's, he's hungover in this. Well... He's off his tits. I think, well, I probably believe him Lila's a bit. Leela's doing his head in, screaming. I think it's, it's probably 70% him, mm. and the rest is acting put on. Mm. Whereas he seems to think, well, he says that, he isn't acting. He's just being Tom Baker, and that's what you get. Right. I suppose that's what you hire. Yeah, I suppose that is true. But hire a doctor. For. It's he's definitely the doctor that embodies everything. What Doctor Who is, and he's got the stories behind him as well. I'd say mm. a lot of the stories that people look on as being Doctor Who, and that, well, there's a reason that why whenever Doctor Who is mentioned in other media or seen like in The Simpsons or something, mm. it's always him. him. Strange. Yeah, but it, it's the scarf, isn't it? Yeah. Scarf, robot dog, Sarah Jane Smith. That's Doctor Who, isn't it, really? What about the celery? It's just, it's, and it's what just about as... the umbrella? God. Uh, what about... Hartnell? I don't know what he had. Troughton's flute. Recorder. It's just... Um, yeah, it's just... It's iconic, isn't it? And this is another one of those stories, I think. This is one of those that's like... This is what Doctor Who hmm. can be. I like how they always choose something iconic that most people will have in their households. Yeah. Apart from a flute. Or a Routon. Or a lighthouse. No, I mean, like on the Doctor's person, like, oh, part right, of the character, yeah, yeah. everyone's got a scarf. Unless they don't, buy it. Buy the merch. Everyone's got celery. Merch. You can't sell celery, though, so that was a missed opportunity. Oh, well. Um, oh, fuck off, then. I like the bit in episode two when the Doctor and Leela, they run into the crew mess room. Yeah. When the Toffs are all there. And he put just plonks his feet on the table, doesn't he? he just yeah, says, proper bang. Oh, wait. Oh, wait just, <laughs> this brilliant. Yeah, he's on. He's so good in this. Like, this is probably, by the end of this season, is the point where he's starting to slip a bit, mm. Tom Baker. 
Because mm. it really is, his run is two halves of like, he's at the absolute top of his game. Mm. And the rest of it, he's sort of just a bit yeah, going through emotions. What was the episode? It's when he gets drowned by Cork. Do you remember that? Robots of Death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You said that was like near the end, like he was getting a bit tired. I, I th- thought he's more lively than that than in this. He's great with Leela. This is a really one. Oh, it's Leela in that, isn't yeah, it, as yeah. well? This is one of my top tardest teams because I think they they really bounce off each other. Mm. And um, they, they just, really it, bump. They do. They bang well. And oh. I think he... Um, I just... I Yeah. But I, I think by the end of this run, when Leela goes, mm. I think that he really starts to just be like, oh, whatever, I'll just do it. Just money in it. Money for booze. <laughs> um, uh. The ship's captain then brings Ben's body from outside because mm. it's gone walkies. Mm. Reuben then goes to stoke the boiler, and when he's in the boiler, boiler room, Leela feels another cold shiver and the electricity fails again. All is silent in the dark, and they hear Reuben screaming in the boiler room. <laughs> I like that one. It's a good scream, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of my favourites yeah. in Who. It's great. I like it. Episode three, Adelaide is freaking out because of the scream. Bloody women. I was expecting that. Did you not say it? No. That's, that's your words. That's though. just my words, not anybody else's. Uh, <laughs> Reuben walks in after a hard session outside having a... Piss up with Tom Baker, but he can't keep up. You know when he walks into the boiler room from outside, mm. and he's just grey. Ruben, leave me be. Oh yeah, yeah. when he's yeah. possessed, doesn't yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, he's not possessed. It's the rootin has taken on his form, isn't it? Yeah, because his body is outside. It's important to correct me. Yeah, yes. Just just for the continuity of the podcast, you know, we need to realise that you're wrong, and you know everybody else probably is right. Unless they're wrong too and you're right. Yeah, yeah. All always, right. always. Um, J- uh, James opens the door from the crew mess because they hear the creaking of the stairs, don't they? Even though they're concrete, you know, concrete stairs. They still creak um, and completely <laughs> no, misses. Are they proper concrete? Well, well they would be, yeah. Will they not be wood inside? No, probably just be concrete steps, wouldn't it, going up? I would have thought it'd be wood inside and concrete... Lighthouse. I don't know. You're the expert on lighthouses. So. Well, what can I say? When I used to build them for the council, yeah, um, uh, we would just concrete it all. So, is what it is. That's good. How would you? F- strange, isn't it? A mold. We used to use like a big jelly mold. A massive lighthouse jelly mold. Yeah. Okay. Uh, James opens the door from the crew. Silicone was it? Silicone. <laughs> yeah. Put it in the fridge. Yeah. Set it, drag it over, and you tip it upside down. Yeah, really quick. And you got a smack m- it on the giant, head. Get, yeah. Giant spoon. Everybody, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> we used to sometimes wait for this tide to come in as well to help us lift it. Mm, that's a good it was, idea. It was off then. I'm sure a few people died. Well, though. we'd have to get a few people inside to push it from the window and then hold it, go up to the next step, and then push the mold up because there's no way to get it off. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Good days. James opened the door for the third time and completely misses the six-foot Reuben walking past. I didn't I didn't notice him. I didn't see him. You did. Did not see didn't him. Didn't see him and walking past the door. Know, are you on about? Uh, the he's doctor, a big brood of man. There's a lot of shadows cast. Yeah. Well, and he shuffles. 
Tom Baker mm. then go runs up the stairs to see Ruben, clearing three steps at a time. He does this a lot. Three steps. I mean, I can do two comfortably. He's such a manly hero, isn't but he? But that's a three-step stair run. He's shoving around grown men like they're little ragdolls. That's... Climbing upstairs yeah. and, like, he could go up Everest like it's a... More am I. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor's talking to Vince, and then Lord Palmerdale is upstairs talking to... No. Palmerdale. Lord Palmerdale is at the top of the lighthouse talking to Vince, trying to mm. convince him to let him to the mainland. Why doesn't he? Broken, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, Lord Palmerdale's James has broken it, hasn't he? Oh, In the crew room. That's all. Um, but then Lord Palmerdale is outside of the lighthouse, isn't he? Because he's hiding. He doesn't want anybody to I know. think you're missing something that's current all the way through. Go on. Leela and Vince messed around upstairs with the horn Fucking all horn, the time. Constant. And you know it's bad when they're both downstairs. Who the fuck's doing the horn? Yeah. Every, that, there was the, a minute, moment, wasn't there, where yeah, there's like, nobody that could be upstairs and <laughs> the horn goes off. Did you hear that? No. No. <laughs> Must have been the beast. So, Helping uh, us out. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, so then Lord Palmerdale then gets rootoned upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Leela then goes to smash Ruben's door and the do- doctor grabs the sledgehammer and shouts at Al- Adelaide to get back in the crew room. I like that. I like that. I like that forcefulness. Well, you said that. Tom Baker says it to Thought me. So, yeah. Yeah. Get back in the crew room. But I can't get back in the crew room. Oh, he's such a hero. He's great. Yeah. He's so good at that anger. Mm. Pain and anger. Nobody does it better than Tom Baker. Tell you, uh, I'll tell you now who does that as well. Capaldi. Do you remember in that episode we watched with um, Listen? It was Listen. And Capaldi says, Get back in the TARDIS. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oof. Yeah, that was good. I'll give him that. We don't see it much after that. You don't. Oh, well. Adelaide then screams and Leela slaps her in the face. No need for that. Well, apparently... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, good, good one, Leela. Annette Willett plays annoying. Adelaide yeah. and told Louise Jameson to not hold back because it had helped no. her, you know, thing. But then when you see it, it's not as forceful as you'd think. If somebody said to you, don't hold back on the slap, you'd think it'd be a proper... Yeah, you wouldn't do that to someone who's just screaming anyway. Well, you it, wouldn't give it someone seems a proper to be the thing across the face. Things. When it's a period piece and somebody's freaking out, they just slap them, don't they? As if they're like, come on, you demented woman! Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Not that hard, though. I think she did it at the appropriate hardness. If you're going to have to slap someone instead of comfort them, (laughs) I think that's the appropriate slappage. Adelaide then carries on screaming when the Doctor brings Lord Palmerdale's body back in. Adelaide screams again when the Doctor discovers Harker's body. And then we have the great line from the story, or one of them. I thought I'd locked it out. Instead, I've locked it in with us. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Leela! Um, I think that's a great line. Sure. Great cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. I forgot it was a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Moving on to episode four. Vince is trying to get the foghorn uh, working because it's not working. Ruben comes up and zaps him with a horrible smile. I love it when Ruben smiles. When he's root, when he's root, root, 
Fucking hell. When he's Reuben the Rootin'. Mm. He's a rootin', tootin', rootin'. He's, uh, his smile mm. missed a song there, didn't we? Mm. Oh, well, next time. Um, yeah, the smile is great. Right like that. Yeah, he's great. He's just great. All of the guest cast are great. Yeah, to be fair. When I can, when I can understand them. I think yeah. they're all solid. Great. Uh, the Doctor and Leela find a silver bar, the power trapper thingy. That's by the... Uh, it goes downhill now. When the, when the rootin' arrives, do you think? Yeah, goes downhill. I just forget about all that. I, just, I like the first three episodes. Well, I like to think it ends where... I've locked it in here with us. Ooh, tune in next week for Genesis of the Daleks. What happens then? Adelaide faints. Leela tries to get everyone up into the lamp room when Reuben the Rooton comes in. Let, not letting them out. The Doctor is climbing through the window of Reuben's room. I thought that was a good bit of acting, where he's trying to get in the window. Mm. He's climbed up outside. How on earth he's managed to climb up the outside of a lighthouse that's like that? I thought they were trapped, though. Well, sort of, aren't they? Right. I think they should have changed the line at the end of episode three. Yeah. We're trapped. Yeah, we're trapped in here with us. Sort of. It, ish. <laughs> I've trapped it in with us. Within reason. Within reason. Shit. Um, Adelaide screams. Ruben stops her screaming. Zaps her. Fuck off. The doctor talks to Ruben the Rooton, and then Ruben turns into the green jellyfish with the voice of Morbius. It's not the same bloke, but no. it's the same treatment, isn't it? Mm. It's Dalek esque. Uh, it's a ring, a ring modulator. Mm. Um, I think the, I think the voice is okay. We've already sort of said what we don't, what we think about the root, rootin, tootin, rootin, tootin, rootin, 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 tootin. He's a rootin, He's um. Don't know what happened then. <laughs> I feel like I've had a fit. Uh, the doctor is then climbing through. No, we've done that. Uh, the doctor can tick. No, the doctor can. Confr- no, no, come on. The doctor confronts the Rootin Scout, who tells him about the Sontaran battle and how he's crashed. Mm. The doctor stuns the Rootin with gunpowder, G- with the mortar. Bang, 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 bang. Firecrackers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Doctor and Leela and James load a mortar with a load of shite out of their pockets. Mm. Stun it. Mm. The Rootin makes its way back up the stairs and the Doctor and James go to take the crystals from Lord Palmerdale's body. Now, they do... Do you remember why they do this? No. So the crystal... Oh, yeah, and Tom's got like one at the end. Yeah, after he comes up um, the stairs. It's alert, isn't it alluded to it or something? No, so... The Doctor sets up an amplified carbon oscillator which, through crystallised carbon, can lock onto the carbon resonator of the Rutan mothership and knock out its anti-grav. Just shoot the fuck. Come on. Yeah. Fuck off. That's how we do it. One sec. Go Oh, shit. <laughs> It's a bit of a wordy explanation, but I think it's it's Doctor Who-y enough, isn't it? You've got to have some science in there. It's got to be something that yeah. nobody understands. Yeah. 
Love it. James is then tentacled by the Rutan. You know, when the tentacles wrap around James's I, uh, body. I honestly don't really remember. It was a fall, to be honest. I proper, like, zoned out after that because I was like, oh, it's getting yeah. to be, like, doctor now. Leela fires at Leela fires at the Rutan, and the Doctor gets his scarf singed. That's when he's got the crystal at the end. You know, he hits the top of the stairs. Mm. And he's like, "Did you get it?" Thank fuck. The Rutan then melts away, and Leela smiles and does that taunting of like, you know, "Hope you die as much as I enjoyed killing you," or whatever the line Leela. is. Yeah. Leela, come on now, please. <laughs> oh, but I just can't. I need to just... Oh, one more! Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah. That's enough for that sound effect. Yeah. Um, Be more. The Doctor <laughs> and Leela rig up the diamond into the light, and they get 117 seconds to run away. I don't know how he works that out, but it's 117 seconds to run away. It's very accurate, so you're going to have to trust him. They escape the lighthouse and hide behind the rocks before the Rutan ship gets blown up as Leela stares into the bright light. Leela's eyes change colour and the Doctor and Leela head back to the TARDIS whilst Tom spits some bars. <laughs> Explanation of Leela's eyes. Pigment dispersal. Seen at the end of the story was where Leela's oh, eyes changed blind. from brown to blue. Oh shit, yeah. Which was a practical rather than a story-motivated event. It was so that Louise Jameson did not have to continue to wear brown contact lenses, which were itching. Uh, so she actually has that condition in real life? No. Oh, that'd be cool. She's not like Bowie? No. Okay. She wore brown contact lenses because they wanted her to have brown eyes. Right. And she's got blue eyes. Right. They wanted to keep her on yeah. for the series, but they, she said she'd do it if she didn't have to wear contact lenses. Right. So they wrote in that she gets stunned and the light makes her eyes change colour. So she doesn't have to wear it. It's clever though, isn't it? Like yeah. a good way to get her out of it. I mean, she has to wear one though. Just to be Bowie, it? No, she's got different coloured eyes, hasn't she? Yeah. She's got blue now. Oh, I thought one was brown, one was blue. No. Right, okay, so both blue. You, well, I tell you what, you, the contacts might be causing you pain, but we're you're still wearing one. Yeah. I'm telling you that. Oh... Yeah, so this was done to keep her as a member of the cast as she found oh. wearing the contact lenses uncomfortable and seriously considered leaving the show. No. It, well, apparently it is really painful, isn't it, wearing, like, coloured contacts. You've worn contacts. Have you got them in now? Yeah. Well, they're like... Fine. Right. That's a lie. Horror Fan about. Rock was actually the second story filmed of the season after The Invisible Enemy. So when the time came to don the contacts for the story, Jameson's eyes had had a rest for several weeks and she was better able to cope. Lovely. Oh, well, so that's the end of the story. I'd like to touch on the music. Oh, yeah, the music is good. I think it's gorgeous. Does the vinyl have the music on it? Or yeah. it, there's an actual the, vinyl of the music? It's the story's soundtrack with narration by Louise Jameson. So it is the story. Yeah. In its entirety. So yeah. you don't have to watch the episode. Yeah. It's this story without the pictures. Narrated by Louise Jameson. Who's Louise Jameson? Leela. Wow. And the music's in it. Yeah. Is there a separate vinyl of just the music? No. No, so you have to listen to Leela. Yeah. Right, so it's not... It's not what? It's not a music vinyl. It's no, no, it's the story. Right. Yeah. I think the music's gorgeous. 
there's some hits. I can't remember which episode it is. You know when they're. I wish you'd record the... some or have some on hand so I can hear it because I always forget music. Always forget music. Now I, I don't know if if my view of 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 of, of like cinematography and stuff like that is, is stuff you forget, but I remember. I don't know. I was trying to relate. Yeah. Are you listening? Not really. I think a special mention on Horror Fang Rock needs to go to Dick Mills for the sound design. I think that all of the Foley stuff and the sound effects are fantastic in this. I just don't remember them. The root on sound, the... How did you do that? No idea. Probably just a synth. Probably just use lips. Probably just go... (laughs) 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 So yeah, wrapping up it... What are your finishing thoughts for the horror of Fang Rock? Thumbs up. Oh, I, I. It's a bloody good one, I reckon. It's a bloody lovely one. I um, think it's excellent. No, it's not excellent. But. It seems like it's not striving to be a good Doctor Who episode. It looks like it's striving just to make do what it's got, and it does a brilliant job of it. The atmosphere is incredible. Uh, it's one of the best I've seen in Doctor Who. Yeah. It's, it's thick, absolutely, yeah. gooey. You can taste the sea. I love that fog. Oh, It's just great. Really, really mm. good. So strong. The story's great. The acting is great. It's directed beautifully in some parts. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the effects are a little bit ropey. The thing is, with the Ruton, it's the 70s. Oh, it's fine, whatever. What do you expect? Yeah, I don't really care. But I, th- I think the Ruton is great until we see it moving up the stairs. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't really remember much of it. Well, is that before. one scene right at the beginning where it kills James? Uh, not James, Ben. Where the Ruton comes through the door and kills Ben when he goes to fix the boiler. Mm. And the perspective is completely wrong because it's just a jellyfish on the floor, isn't it? Yeah. But when it comes through the door, it's six foot tall. Yeah. He's like looking, yeah, he's yeah. looking at it. So I don't know how that works. Unless we're supposed to assume it's taken on the form of somebody else's body as it kills him at the beginning. Maybe. Like that's not the first kill. Mm. I don't know. You know. But um, yeah, I'm going to go green, green, green. I'm going to go green as well. Root on green, I'm going to go for this one. I'm going to go for uh, the horror of Fang Rock. Official vinyl green. Very nice. On the front cover. Very, very nice. Well, as ever, it doesn't matter what we well, think. Well, I, I haven't really finished completely. Oh, go on. Go on. Because um, I've only talked about how it looks. Um, well, I'm a bit Tom Baker. Uh, no, that is it, yeah. I've, talked, yeah. I haven't, yeah. I've seen a few complaints of people that say it's a bit slow. Uh, yeah, I said that at the beginning. The first, like, not a lot happens, but I think the, I think the atmosphere is enough for it to, mm. for it work. It it makes it work. Mm. It's fine. Mm. I think I just think it's really strong. The it's whole one of, it's point a, in it is the suspense. Yeah, I think it's a very the, memorable story. Instead of horror, horror, it should be suspense of Fang Rock. Well, there was a couple of working titles for it. Here we go. See which one you prefer. I always think the working tiles are so much better than the, the final ones. Mm. Oh. So the story had the working titles of The Rocks of Doom. Crap. Rocks of Doom. Crap. Monster of Fang Rock and The Beast of Fang Rock. 
No, I think the horror of Fang Yeah, Rock's I think the horror is the best one. The as Beast well. one's pretty cool. But like, the it, Beast of Fang Rock's quite good because they expect, say it in the story as well, yeah, don't they? But if you're expecting a beast and it's just a jellyfish. Yeah. I mean, they could have called it like the Rutan invasion or something, and that would have been like, oh, God. Yeah. But yeah. The horror. Yeah. Suits it. Yeah. I think it, the it's, horror... it's a horrific incident. It is. There we are. Horrendous. Right then. But it doesn't matter what we it think. It doesn't matter at all. I'm surprised we got. You said we didn't get any feedback this week. Well, should we see if we've had any feedback? Send us your feedback. Bass playing on that one, like, but I like all your songs, Harold. Well, I think they're all you. great, apart from. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've received mm. something very special this month week. We've received a bit of audio feedback. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, Who? We have received some audio feedback. Who is it? From Mark Cochran, brilliant. From the All of Time and Space podcast and Nerdology. Formerly Blue Box podcast. Have you sent well. for, for back, feedback to them? I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. Uh, I've done it for their Dalek Master Plan episode, which should probably be coming out soon. Well, can I send them feedback? If you want to. Ask Mark if you'd like to. Would you like to hear my opinion? Uh, You're like best mates with them, so. Am I? I think so. Uh, you know, I adore Mark. I think he's great. Ooh. You Ooh. adore him. I think he's great. Honestly, this is not like brown nosing. Yeah. I think Mark is probably one of the nicest people in fandom that there is. Apart from me. There's a few of them. There's JR. Keith. Keith. Whoops. Just hit the microphone. You know, there's loads of them. There's Jim. All, you know, there's a, there's a load of people. You're, you're, you're forgetting someone, you're forgetting someone, you're forgetting someone, you're forgetting someone, you're forgetting someone. There's got to be more. Uh, but no, you know. Mark, Jim, Keith, Cockrum. Mark. That is Mark. Um, uh, Everybody, you know who you are. Oh, I hate that. Anyway, shall we have a listen? Oh, I hate it. Shall we have a listen to see what Mark has to say? That makes no sense. Shall we we have a a listen to see what Mark has to say? Shall we? (laughs) Yeah. Shall we have a listen to Mark? Whee! Hi, Harry and Luke. This is Mark Cockrum in Exeter. I just thought I'd leave you some feedback on the stories you're going to be covering. So starting off with Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. I'd say it's a fairly sort of by-the-numbers historical in the new series standard sort of thing they meet a famous person weird stuff starts happening i think goran viznich is very good as mr t it's nice to see robert glenister back in the show for the first time since case of androzani angeli mahindra does a pretty good job considering all the prosthetics she's stuck behind um so yeah the cast i think overall is pretty good the plot is okay fairly standard i don't think it's quite as much fun as some of the other historicals and i don't think it stands out as a classic perhaps in the same way that rosa does from the previous series plus you know they're on to a bit of a a tricky job to follow 
the majesty that is Orphan 55. So to sum up using your scoring system, I am going to give this one an amber. And moving on to Horror of Fang Rock, this is one of my all-time favourite Tom Baker episodes. I would kind of call it comfort viewing, if that doesn't sound weird. Um, I know lots of people die, but it's just it's one of those things that I could stick on on a Sunday afternoon and just get completely lost in the story. So good. The atmosphere is amazing. You feel that claustrophobia as the, the fog comes in and they're stuck in this tiny little location. Um, I think Tom and Louise are on brilliant form. I know they weren't exactly getting on particularly well up until this point, but I think this is like a turning point for their relationship, and I think they get on a lot better after making this particular story. Um, I think the guest cast across the board are really good, very strong. Adelaide is incredibly annoying, but that's just a really great acting job by the... The actor in question although i have to say i'm sure when the uh when she gets slapped in the face i'm sure the others must have been wanting to do that airplane do you remember airplane the movie where they all queue up behind and just give her a bit of a slap yeah very annoying um i felt really sorry for reuben and vince because they were like the two only really likable characters who weren't complete shits and they get to die as well which is it's a bit sad and that scene where Ruben does that really creepy grin uh, still freaks me out today. Really good. The root and prop is pretty poor. Let's be honest. But then it's the 1970s, so what do you expect? But I think they could probably do a good realisation of it today with New Who, with the, the modern special effects. I'd like to see that happen, actually. I think that could be quite an interesting monster to bring back. So again, using your scoring system, it's got to be Queen. Yes, just this once, everybody dies. Anyway, that's it from me. So I'll just wrap up by saying well done on the show. Keep it up. I'm really enjoying the episodes and keep it coming. Wow. Mark, you're great. We like Mark. We like Mark. That was That was good, that. So he's got a podcast, has he? He has, yeah. Go listen to that. Why are you listening to us? Yeah. Everybody's listening to us. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Switch it off now. Yeah. If you haven't already. And just go mm. and listen to Mark. Oh, it's one of those, isn't it? When so- if someone says we're enjoying your podcast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be. thing is, though, we don't owe, like, he doesn't owe us a favour. Nope. It's very strange. Well, hopefully we're going to get Mark onto the podcast very soon. I love that. Um, Breath of fucking fresh air. We'll have to get your ugly well. mug. Sorry, I don't know why that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get Ian on as well. His co-presenter on all of time and space. Aotas. Say it. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Say Aotas. Why? Just say Aotas. 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 To try again because Wookie. That's how I was. What? All of time and space. Yeah. Aotas. Oh, yeah. How is his Wookiee? No, it's WCCY. Wusk. No, no yeah. it's WCCY. I, I agree with everything Mark said. 
Uh, I do, apart from... I, I don't want to see this monster remade. You don't want to see the rootin' back? No. Rootin' tootin' rootin'. I, I was going to say that I'd like to see Horror Fang Rock. Uh, oh, as in the setting brought back? Yeah, I I'd think like probably, that. You could probably do that, couldn't you? Um, but can you oh, just imagine, like, Jody there. Fucking hell. Suspense, gone. <laughs> Um, I I don't know. I, I like putting current doctors in the like yeah. doctors, well, contemporary. Yeah. Um, isn't it sad that none really would fit Capaldi? I Maybe guess. I think Capaldi. It'd have to be, wouldn't show. it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks for that, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Um, if I could give you a hug, I would. But COVID, COVID, and three hundred mile. Where do you live? Exeter. Tell you a funny story. Devon. Never been there. Haven't you? No. I've been to Exeter. I always get confused between Exeter and... Essex. Oh, fuck then. Yeah, I've been... Yeah, I thought you meant Essex. Yeah, I've been to Exeter. Have you? Yeah, Max. Um, my friend Max used to go to uni there. Oh, wow. Uh, drove all the way there. Three and a half hours, is it? Uh, no, I think it's a little bit longer. Should we have a Google? Hang on. Don't do it, because it'll give away our location. <laughs> right. How far is it to Exeter? From. It looks like Exeter is about 224 miles away by car. Hey. Oh, yeah. Three hours, 53. So it's a bit longer. So let's have a look around Essex, shall we? Oh, there's a closed... Everybody, just please beware that Paul Street by Brodie's Breakfast Bistro and Snappy Snaps and uh, Crockett's Pub... That road is closed at the minute or has roadworks, so please just be aware of that. There's also some heavy traffic on Queen Street, um, and that is eastbound, I do believe. Um, There's also some heavy traffic around the Royal Devon and Exeter Hospital. uh, That's on the B3183. Oh, and there's also a road out, sorry, uh, Chad Road. There is a road out there. By the headlight surgeon. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. That was lovely. Lovely. All that remains now is for us to say which stories we're going to be doing next, next time. time. So this week, we've lost a member of the Doctor Who family. Oh. Jackie Lane has passed away, who Ooh. played Dodo. I don't think you've seen a story with Dodo yet. I haven't seen a story with Dodo. So this week, or, well, next week... We're going to be looking at the William Hartnell story from Season 3, <gasps> Serial 6, The Ark. Wow. Would you like a little synopsis? Go on, then. The Doctor and his companions, Stephen and Dodo, arrive some 10 million years into the future on board a generation starship which is carrying the last of humanity away from the Earth that is about to fall into the sun. However, the cold that Dodo has could prove devastating to these future humans and their servants, the Monoids. Ooh, that sounds interesting. It's four episodes long. Oh! How very, very interesting. Would you like my story? Go on, then. I have decided just to go with random number generators now, because I can't be asked picking myself. Yeah. Because I'm a lazy... Um, I've gone for Series 3... Episode 7. 42. Nice. That's the episode name, 42. Yes. 
the Doctor and Martha must stop a spaceship from hurtling into the sun. The Earth's fallen into the sun in mine. Wow, that was random. How very, very That was strange. random. Wow. I mean, it definitely didn't pick the episode after, and I was going to save it, so I went back. Wowee. Well then. Isn't that... So the sun is the enemy this mm. time. So if you've got any feedback to send us in on the arc from Season 3, season Serial 6, or 42 from Season 3, Serial 7, you can send it in by all the normal ways that are over the end theme. Not the strange ways. Don't do that. Don't do weird ways. But, yeah. But thank you, Mark, for sending in the audio feedback. Thank you, Mark. Thanks to everybody for listening. Him and Keith. Yeah. Up there. No, we're going to send them cups and oh, yeah, we'll, at yeah, some point. We'll send them a mug. When we get send the merch shop set up in uh, Blackpool. Yeah, All on right. the seafront. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, we do sell rock. Uh, one has my face, the other has your arse. Nice. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. I'm waving. <laughs> bye! <laughs> oh, bye. Right, bye then. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at Who Can Convince or send us an email to Who Can Convince You at gmail.com. You can also send us some audio feedback either as an attachment in an email or you can visit speakpipe.com forward slash Who Can Convince You. Be sure to leave us a rating and a review in your podcast platform to help people find us. I just want to say one more thing. What? Um, it's, it's good to be back. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, here, here comes the next bit. You know, the after, fuck. The after credits. Right. Okay. I don't know what it's going to be. Probably you playing harmonica oh, or something. Okay. All right, then. Bye. Fast asleep in dreams, you can heal your heartache. <laughs> oh, what's your fucking... David Tennant one? Whatever it has to be. Yeah. No, I don't like any of them.